right, follow me here. Okay. You go to a clothing store. You're looking at shirts. Uh huh. You see extra small. Right. It means what? Uh, it means it's, it's very small. Smaller than small. Yeah. Then you size up. You go extra large. What does it mean? I mean larger than large. Larger than large. Uh huh. If you ever did manage to find that extra medium, uh huh. What's it gonna be? Is it bigger or smaller? I think it's it's perfect. It is perfectly Just right. medium. It's the fucking uh, Goldilocks yeah. medium. Like the person who wears a medium, they put it on and they're like, it's like I'm wearing nothing at all. Wow. It feels like air on my skin. <laughs> <laughs> and so the quest for extra medium begins. <laughs> on, the, on the news installment of Dad and Lovely. Hey, kids, it's the best podcast in the world featuring your good buddies it's me uncle ben me hollywood steve and uh today we're going to be talking about malignant 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 malign ant malign ant it's known as from 2021 if i was a if i was a critic writing a bad review of this yeah i'd be like take out the mal because this movie is ignorant (laughs) that's good yeah they should put that on the box yeah for sure quote Hollywood Steve Dead Lovely <laughs> yes. for a podcast. Rate and view on iTunes. It's <laughs> a smart idea, I think. I, I think so, yeah. Uh, if you want to get straight on to us talking about the movie, there's a timestamp for you in the podcast description, but you don't want to miss out on all the fun bullshittery here. Yeah. Although, I, I should say up front, there's honestly no way for us to do this episode spoiler-free. Even the middle oh, section no. of the show we have planned out is a yeah, spoiler. Yeah, yeah. So let's just kind of like put out a little thing out here mm-hmm. already. Do you recommend seeing this movie? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I do. I highly recommend seeing this movie because uh, you have to have in your head all of the conflicting thoughts I have in mind. Yeah, yeah. share our confusion and yeah. bewilderment here. But I, um, at the very least, the last 20 minutes of the movie is bonkers. Fucking stellar. <laughs> yeah. That is true, man. Yeah. I'm also going to recommend that people see it yeah. so that they can listen to this podcast, rate yeah. it on iTunes, and support us on Patreon. I mean, yeah, yeah, and it's on HBO Max, so you don't have to go to the theater if you're worried about, yeah. you know, uh, Corona and whatnot. Uh, check it out. Uh, if you haven't got HBO Max, this is the time, I think, to get your, your one week free. Check Upgrade. out, check out uh, Malignant and watch the Doctor Sleep director's cuts. Yeah. Might as well. And Suicide Squad. And Suicide Squad, yeah. So go ahead, treat yourself, have some fun, and uh, come back once you've watched this movie because, again, there's just no way to get through this without spoiling yeah. stuff. And this yeah. is a movie that does kind of rely on not being spoiled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people caught the twist early yeah but uh if you're like me and you just let a movie happen to you you're like holy shit that's awesome when it happens so you don't want it spoiled for you you watch a movie and you're just like wash upon me movie wash over yeah, me do it. that's what i do <laughs> what are you doing to me you say oh, to the movie mm, i can't yeah. believe i'm letting you do this to me movie yeah, you which, say i you know honestly that is how I felt with Malignant. You're was, kind of a movie I, bottom. I am a movie bottom. That's true. <laughs> see, I'll, I'll let Malignant just top the hell out of it. Yeah. See, <laughs> Kate's a total movie topper. Yeah. She's watching any movie being like, I'm going to figure this fucking yeah, shit Emily's out. Yeah, Emily's the same bitch. way. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Emily, I'm going to make you mine, movie. Emily has like uh, any twist coming. She's probably figured it out by the time you get oh, there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, anytime we're watching a movie that has a long set of hair attached to it, Kate's just grabbing that shit and pulling it, <laughs> just dominating the hell out of that movie. It's like, golly, girl. <laughs> you like that movie? That's what she does, yeah, man. Yeah, like, yes, mistress. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. It happens, man. Dude, how you been doing this week? Good. Yeah. Been having a, a, a hell of a week, man. Just uh, kicking it. 
There's been uh, a little chill in the air in East Tennessee. Yeah. It's starting to feel more Halloweeny. It's hot as hell today. And then it got it was really yesterday too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because like but there was a nice day or two there. Yeah. yeah, and when I wake up in the morning and I look out, like some of the trees around here are like getting a few turned uh-huh. leaves on them, and yeah. the the light just has that angle to it that early yeah. fall does, where it's, it's like this, nice. this golden sort of diagonal sunbeams coming through the clouds. When and I stuff. walk out of the gym, it's dark now. Like, yeah, I, I work out in the evening, but like throughout the summer, you know, even at nine o'clock, you walk out of the gym, still daylight. Now it's it's at that point where I walk out, it's dark, and it's like it still smells summery, uh-huh. but it's starting to get that little smell in the air of fall. And then Just you walk out though, and you're of, like, "Damn, it's dark out here. Nobody can see my gains from all this protein I've no, been I just consuming." Turn on, I turn my light on my phone and just shine. Oh, you it shine it up like a spotlight. Cool. Yeah. How else would people see your muscles? And I walk, just flexing my bicep. Yeah, and of just course. Stare people in the face. Why wouldn't you? Look at this. You've been watching anything in between getting all these gains going, bro? Yeah, yeah. I've been watching a couple things. In fact, I watched a little Batman versus Dracula. Batman versus Batman. Uh. Kinda, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Is it kind of like Kramer versus Kramer? Is it about like child <laughs> custody and stuff? Yeah, they're looking. So you got custody of Vampire Robin, little Alucard. Uh, wait, what was it? Which was? Oh fuck, Nightwing was a vampire at one point. That's true. Holy shit! This could maybe work. that was. Yeah, that's Batman versus Dracula two is. Trademark <laughs> dead custody, lovely, dude. The custody battle for Nightwing. <laughs> we called it. You yeah. heard it here first. Uh, man, it's fun. Uh, it's it's uh. The bat. I don't know if you've ever seen the Batman, which was like a series that they did. I, th- I think maybe a few years ago. One okay. like a bunch of daytime Emmys. Oh, yeah, it's, it's solid, but it's obviously like for tweens and teens. It's not. It's not even a, you know because like you I'm watch a young bat- person, right? But it's it's not complicated. Like you know, <laughs> Batman the animated series had like some some deep stories, oh, yeah, some like def. fucked up shit happened in Batman the animated series, and it was just like kids will get it. This is more like, well, let's make sure kids get it. Got it. But it's still fun. Um, and yeah, Batman versus Dracula. It, it, you know, uh, it's it's fun. The animation's fun and whatnot. Uh, I also watched Constantine. Constantine. The, oh, with uh, Canoe Reeves. Canoe huh? Reeves, yeah. It's been forever since I watched Me that. Me too. And so I, I was like, I think I remember liking that and Me watching too. it. And I was like, yeah, I like this. Do Solid. I remember liking it? Was it good? <laughs> I think you do. I think we remember correctly. Oh. Yeah, I think it's solid. He's yeah. like an angel, and he's fighting some demons and so forth. Well, uh, Constantine... Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, Constantine is a DC uh, comic book character. And not a real angel. Not not a real angel. <laughs> there, yeah, there's a complicated backstory there. I highly recommend uh, the Constantine animated stuff, the DC animated... There's uh, uh, Constantine City of Demons, Okay, which is... It's a horror movie. It's an animated horror movie. Huh. Like, it's, it's fucking awesome. Uh, and also, he's in Justice League Dark, which is cool as hell, too. So, but the, yeah, the Canoe Constantine, it's great. We'll have to do it sometime on the show. Will do. Did you yeah. see the uh, the trailers for that new Canoe Matrix movie? <laughs> we think I, about this. Um, I'm, I mean, whatever. Are we going to see it? I'll yes, watch it. Of yeah. Course we like, are. That's the thing. And what if it is great? It might be. I hope it is, yeah. man. You know, I mean, because the thing is, is like, the Wachowskis have had all this time to sit and think about like the stuff that people hated about two and three. Yeah, so they can make it even more hateable. Yeah, right? I think so. <laughs> I mean, I, I got to say, like, do we need another Matrix? No, no, definitely not. But we not. didn't need another Matrix ever. We only needed the, the first, first one. one. Yeah. yeah, like if there needed to be another Matrix movie, 
it should have just been like live action backstory of yeah. how the entire uprising began, which is the stuff sure. they explored in the Animatrix. It's like yes. just make a full movie of that. Yeah. That shit was so sick in the Animatrix. Cool. It was mm-hmm. so good. But this one, man, it's like there's this super heavy, like on the nose Alice in Wonderland shit going through yeah. the whole trailer. Yeah, that trailer was eh. not subtle. No, like, not at all. At all, nope. man. Like they're fucking playing this, you know, of course, whatever gussied up orchestral version of White Rabbit. Uh-huh. Ooh, like Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. And then the font is all crooked and jangly, like, ooh, Alice in Wonderland. And somebody picks Go up a book. Dallas. And it's Alice in Wonderland. It's just like, God if damn, this man. This is the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, original lyrics. Yeah. Perfect for the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I, I don't know, man. I mean, Keanu has made some fucking incredible stuff the past few years, though. Yes. So maybe I can trust that he's not going to be in something shitty, but I don't know. Yeah, I. I'll watch it. Me too. Of course, and I'm going to. I I don't. I I'm going in with low expectations. So oh, yeah. like, all it really has to do is just be average to fine. Give me some cool ass fight scenes. Yeah, cool fight scenes. You know, maybe explore or maybe explain what the fuck happened in those other two <laughs> movies, or maybe just forget them entirely. Could be that. Yeah. Yeah. Could be that, man. Yeah. We'll find out soon. I think it's yeah. like Christmas of this year or something like that. Yeah, I'll watch it. So, but yeah, it's not one of those things that I'm like, oh, can't wait for the fucking Matrix to totally. come out. Yeah. <laughs> we said in 2000. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I've also been watching the new season of American Horror Story. We're which... still on 1984. Oh, awesome. That's, yeah. That's my favorite one. I meant to I say think. this. Well, Murder House is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I meant to say last time too, because we started watching it like two weeks ago, I think, and I mentioned mm-hmm. it here on the show. I forgot to say, though, that guy that they got to play Richard Ramirez is, like, bang on. Yes. That guy's awesome. He is so fucking good. Yeah. The The problem is that uh, he's also, like, sexy. Yeah. And Richard Ramirez is not. No. No. <laughs> but, like, apparently, though, in real life, he's one of those ones that did have lots of yep, ladies come did. to him in prison he and did. that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So, even though he had... Um, horrific halitosis he apparently yeah. still got the ladies just terrible teeth and just, satan ugh. he loves that satan he's big a big fan, fan. big old yeah. fan of that guy uh but yeah the new american horror story it's like the basic premise is that there's this pill that you take and if you're a talented person if you have talent it will amplify that talent okay let me just ask this is the pill cocaine <laughs> I mean, basically, yes, one hundred percent, yes. That is what they're going for. And Performance that's like, enhancer. That is, I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's Ryan yeah. Murphy's show. Like he, he's, he's basically like, yeah. So like, uh, uh, writers in Hollywood do a lot of cocaine, and that makes their ideas really good. Also makes them assholes. Exactly uh, right. Yeah. So like the the side effect is that you have to feed on human blood. All right. Basically, this sounds like cokeheads, man. And it's also very much like creatives how we suck the blood of people around us not me Uh, i don't though maybe other people you you definitely maybe (laughs) let some people do some things for you that you would normally be expected to do for yourself but you're a talented individual who has to do creative things and maybe sometimes you forget to eat or something yeah or buy beer speaking of which thanks don thanks don (laughs) let's have a beer yeah (laughs) most creatives can't be bothered to go to a store yeah like it's that it's that sort of thing like the more you get into creative like endeavors and stuff the more everyday tasks and things are other people's problems you're just Word. stuck on the page or stuck in the now this sounds studio. familiar to me yeah yeah and, <laughs> and it's i mean you know it's it's obviously like criticizing while simultaneously just sort of like 
poking fun at it it's it's like that sounds good it's kind of how creatives are but it's also like it's it's kind of funny and it, it's like kind of expected too you know like you can't be creative and do everything else it's real hard come on give me a break <laughs> this content don't make itself baby yeah so uh, it's a fun season so far Word, and man. bloody as hell i like that yeah what are we drinking on here? We got a beer that was donated to us from our man Don. Thank yeah. you, Don. This is part of his massive beer drop that he did this at our Dead and Lovely Hangout. A West Coast style quadruple IPA. Quadruple. I don't know if I've ever had a fucking quad. I don't think IPA. I have. But the, it's called Absolute Zero. Where, where's this from? Adroit Theory. Adroit Theory. Where are they at? Florida. Was, okay. Oh, Florida. Okay. It's a double dry hopped Citra, Simcoe, and Strata, Strata hops. I'm excited for this. They also got some like recommendations of what you should eat and drink. I and love, stuff with I this love too. that. That's cool. By the way, I do too. Because like, I I'm not good at pairing beers with food. I don't think. Yeah, especially like IPAs and stuff like that. Yeah. can be really hard to find something yeah. that actually works with it. So food wise, this says like a bulgogi meatloaf sandwich. Where can that you get that? That sounds fucking awesome. Whatever it Where is. Where can you get that? Though? Maybe they have it there. Maybe that's one of those yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. got their own food on site and stuff. Uh-huh. It's like, thing, where the hell else would you get a bulgogi meatloaf <laughs> sandwich? <laughs> that thing in your cup here looks like a nice, clear, golden yeah. kind of look. It's not a hazy boy. Mm-hmm. It smells delightful, it and really it is does. fucking twelve percent. Twelve percent. That's damn wine level IPA. Yeah. So if by the end of the malignant episode we're like, hell, this is the fucking best movie ever. It's <laughs> it's, it's a beer on talking. this. Yeah, <laughs> it's a beer talking for sure. I'm excited about this. Hopefully, it'll be pretty awesome. I think this is the first one from this brewery that we've had. Yeah. Ooh. What's that do to you? Make that a is a IPA, up in your buddy. I'll tell you that. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, that sure as hell is. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very okay with yeah. that. Yeah, it is like it's not too sweet, but it is a little sweet. But it not is like a little that sweet. Bubble gummy sweetness that no. you get sometimes, and it's not just like total like oh, I'm drinking a cup of pineapple juice sweet. Ooh. It's not really that either. This That's still good. tastes like beer. Mm-hmm. It's shockingly smooth for twelve. Yeah, very smooth and kind of like a clean finish and stuff mm-hmm. uh, uh, for twelve percent. I, I mean, can that, rush through that way yeah. too fast. <laughs> I, I was just about to say, I could probably slam a few of those without noticing how drunk I was getting. This is honestly shockingly nice and balanced, considering yeah. it is, you know, quadruple IPA with 12% alcohol. It's not ultra sweet. It's not ultra yeah. boozy. It has a lot of flavor, but it's not like that one-dimensional orange juice flavor yeah. that a lot of these kind of beers have. Way to go adroit theory. I'm, yeah. I've got a few more of those in the fridge here, so I'm excited to find out about those. Yeah, for sure, man. Mm-hmm. We started off with a big old boy. Yes, we did. He's delicious <laughs> as hell, man. All right, what'd you guys get up to on the old streaming oh, chat this stream week? Old streaming chat. Boy, howdy. So uh, we watched a little movie called Intruder oh, that you've you recommended. Mean a little movie I've tried to get you to do on the show a uh-huh. hundred times, <laughs> and now everybody sees why. And I bet the entire Discord chat was just everybody saying, Ben was right. Ben <laughs> was right. He always is. I think the words Ben and right may have been in there, but I'm yeah. not sure if they were together. Oh. Yeah. But here's the thing. The problem is that the first 40 minutes is just people hanging out in the grocery store. You sure about that? <laughs> you sure? I, I, I think maybe one person gets killed. But like... Now, hang on. When I watched this, I was playing guitar. So yeah. you know I was paying very close attention. <laughs> yes. But once the killing starts, it's pretty good. Because like, the Dude, kills are awesome. The kills are fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. And all the like 
completely bonkers camera stuff they do. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, where it's like fucking shopping cart cam, yeah. light bulb cam. Yeah, it's weird stuff. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. It's, I think you know, watching it in the screaming chat. Obviously, we're doing a lot more chatting than screaming. Perfect movie for that. So it is kind of perfect for that. We didn't, and, and like it's always nice to have something to make fun of. And in any '80s movie, you can just make fun of the way people look. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I love the absolute just fucking crassness of having like Bruce Campbell get like top building. Yeah, and he's top like building barely building. in it. Yeah, he like shows up at the very fucking end of the movie for like and one Sam scene. Sam Raimi's in it, and this yeah. is post Evil Dead Two. Yeah. You're like he's made Big movies. Name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had I had fun with it, and then on Ice Cream Sunday we watched a movie called The Night Watchman. The Night Watchman. It's um. It's like um vampire outbreak horror comedy in an office building question mark it's i mean that sounds cool it is it's cool it's very much just like a horror comedy and you know the comedy is is pretty it's it's not like you're watching Shaun of the dead or anything but it's pretty solid okay most of the time uh i enjoyed it it was a fun movie weird yeah uh, and then uh, we watched this movie on Ice Cream Sunday right after because I was like, listen, I'm going to be watching this movie anyway. Do you guys want to join? And a number of people joined. And that was a fun experience because I wanted to see other people's reaction to seeing it for the first time. Because for me, seeing it for the first time was so conflicting. Yeah. I like almost gave up on it several times. Uh-huh. And then like when I got to the twist, I was like, wait, what the fuck? This is all- This is cool. And then the ending, I was like, what the fuck? That's stupid. <laughs> so, like, I was all over the place. So totally. it was real nice. It's a seeing, roller coaster. It was real nice seeing uh, other people's reaction to it. I would say so. This is one of those ones that I would also like to watch with people for the yeah. first time so I can go through that journey with them. Yeah. Uh, and then I also watched Basket Case. Uh, I mean, if you've for seen reasons. Basket Case and you've seen this movie, you know why. Yeah. I just wanted to remind myself. I was like. Because, like, watching this, I was like, oh, okay, so, like, it's kind of Basket like case I mean, because it does have the same, like, Basket Case is, like, three doctors that separated them, and he wants revenge. That's kind of the beginning of this that's movie. That's kind of that, yeah. But that's that's only the beginning. The sure. mo- like, because the movie then has another hour and 20 minutes where it's like, <laughs> wait, what? This is so long. <laughs> Did you enjoy spending some time with your boy Belial? Yeah, <laughs> that was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, Belial looks different in every, every time you scene. see him. <laughs> it's just like, what? Is, oh, that's Belial, I guess. Okay. <laughs> it's the thing that's not a human in this movie, so it's probably Belial. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, again, it's it's awesome. It is an awesome movie. Oh, but yeah. like So grimy. Looking back on it, because, like, I saw people comparing Malignant and being, like, it's kind of a basket case ripoff, and it's like, well, but not really at all, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> they have those one that one kind of kind major of, similarity, yeah. but it's like, they they are not similar not really. in many ways. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. But it's still awesome. Basket Case. If you haven't seen Basket Case, fucking watch Basket Case. For Especially sure. if like you're the, you saw this movie and you were like, what that a fucking crazy twist. Like oh, this Basket crazier. Case is like Basket Case is like, well, we'll show the twist from the beginning. <laughs> maybe we just start there. <laughs> yeah, maybe we start with the twist. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what have you been watching, Ben? Dude, I have been so fucking busy this week that I I have not had time to like watch anything. Oh, yeah. I had a 
a private skankbanger show last right. weekend and stuff, and I've had tons of video and work and all that kind of stuff going on, so I've mm. barely watched anything. But we did have time to watch the final installment of that Fear Street series on the oh, Netflix yeah. the other day. We watched Fear Street 1666, the number of the, the bees. bees. Plus 1,000. Yeah, plus 1,000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. Kids bop the witch. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Slash like kids bop the crucible. <laughs> yeah. A little bit, you know. I think the stuff, like the 1666 stuff isn't great but no. when it gets back to 1993 or, or whatever, whatever yeah, yeah i think that stuff's interesting that was better for yeah. sure yeah but it, it's just like but good god it spent so much time in yeah. the 1666 part just to set up the return to modern day and yeah it's like, that could have been done a lot fucking faster it could have been i think yeah and also 16 like they're in Ohio in the 17th century, and <laughs> they wouldn't be. Like, yeah, it didn't really exist. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> Why they didn't choose Massachusetts or... Yeah. It seems like that would have been a pretty good start, yeah. I think, you know? But instead, they put a bunch of settlers that are... If you were going to set it then, should have had Native American actors. Wild idea. Yeah. Wild idea. Wild idea. Could have just done that. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of getting a bunch of Irish ish yeah to do weird accents the like, fuck was up with those accents they were piss <sighs> poor man yeah it wasn't very good like no. now that i've watched the whole thing i'm just like it was it was kind of just fucking whatever I, yeah it was just um it was an enjoyable event i think uh especially if you watched them as they came out to just see other people's reactions and stuff and like it's also one of those things where it's like this is not i mean it's obviously not for kids but our R.L. Stein's Fear Street was for, like, teens. Yeah. And that's that's who it seems to be aimed at. Yeah, and it's, it's not for, like, hardcore horror fans or anything Yeah, like that. but it's, like, a good, like, ease into it. And, obviously, Lee Janiak... Janiak? I think that's her name. Lee Janiak, who made um, Honeymoon, which uh-huh. is an awesome fucking horror movie. I remember you talking about that, yeah. Yeah, she, she obviously knows what she's doing. I mean, the direction is done extremely well. Sure. It's just, like, you know, uh, it, it's... It's not meant to be, like, it's not meant to be the witch. It's mm-hmm. meant to be the witch light. It's meant to be, like, watered-down sort of versions, but Very also, like, so. aimed specifically at this audience, as Arl Stein's original Fear Street books were. I guess it kind of works for that, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, and it does that, yeah. You know? So it's, it's, it's entertaining enough. It was definitely free. It was. Yeah, it was already streaming on Netflix. Yeah. If they make more, I'll watch them. Yeah, like if they were in theaters and I had to pay 20 bucks to no, see I it wouldn't. and maybe get yeah. COVID to see it, no. definitely not. No way. I'd get it. Yeah. <laughs> but if they if they put them on Netflix, I'll watch them. Yeah. It's so enjoyable. We watched that. It was fine. But then we watched something that was like fucking far scarier and definitely filled with more inhuman fucking monsters. Uh-huh. And it was a documentary about Woodstock 1999. Oh, yeah. There's on some inhuman monsters Holy there. Holy yeah. fucking shit, dude. Yeah. You need to watch that shit. I hear, yeah. So, like, do you remember when we were kids, teenagers, I guess, uh-huh. and the Woodstock 99 thing was happening? I remember seeing stuff on MTV News about, like, yes. water being $4 a bottle, yeah. which, you know, even now is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. At a yeah. fucking concert festival on asphalt in the middle of 110-degree heat to charge people $4 for While water? While listening to new Metal? Oh, new my metal Jesus Christ. New Metal pulls the moisture right out of everybody. Straight out of you, dude. No woman has ever gotten wet listening to new Metal. No. And I not. defy any woman to prove me differently. <laughs> <laughs> dude, and the people that set it up 
and organize the whole event are yeah. just the most fucking callous pieces of shit yeah. well, on earth. They gave yeah. zero fucks yep. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. The entire thing was just such a fucking disaster. I've never been like a music festival guy. There's never been any lineup that I'm yeah. like, I would go live in a tent in the mud to see all these bands. I never. would, but I've only ever been to one. I had a fucking great time yeah i enjoyed it What'd i love uh, bonnery i went when uh, radiohead headlined oh word uh, i saw tom petty that was a fun time oh man uh, yeah and uh, what, uh what's your name from uh the blabble blue fleetwood mac oh meatwood flack huh? yeah uh, she sang with him for a couple Old songs steamy yeah. mix yeah i saw a bunch of great shows and stuff i like camping yeah i don't mind all the not your boy over here yeah, I don't, I don't mind all the, the heat and stuff, but, uh, like, it is a lot. Like, yeah. it's a whole lot to dedicate yourself to, especially with, like, the lineup of Woodstock 99. Jesus I could Christ, not man. imagine myself doing that. Dude. Like, the 94 show, I remember I was, what, like, 12, 13, and I wanted to go so bad yeah, because, yeah. like, all the bands were the bands I was listening to at totally. the time. And then, like... Yeah, I I don't know if you remember. There was like the Green Day video where like they were having the, the mud. mud fight and oh, shit. Yeah, that looked totally. so fun. Count me in for that shit. In the '99, by the time that came along, and I could have gone. Like I was, I was like 17, I think, when that happened. Yeah. Like, I, there was just zero interest. Like, yeah, no. I don't want to go see any of those bands. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds terrible. Well, the thing that was interesting about it too is like, other than just all the stuff about the planning and the festival and yeah. all that jazz, it was kind of also putting just what american society was like under a lens where it's like the grunge era you know that whatever killed hair metal blah 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 uh-huh. you also had some ultra progressive people in there kurt cobain was extremely po- pro woman yeah. extremely pro uh, lgbt rights right. everything and so were a lot of those other bands at mm-hmm. the time then kurt killed himself yeah or was murdered i don't know murdered. i don't know i I'm I'm not gonna say definitively that he was definitely murdered, but, you but are nodding your head right now. I'm nodding my head. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I read that High Times article back in the day, oh, the shit. one that was like the first major <laughs> yeah. thing that like put together the whole uh-huh. conspiracy, and I was like, what? what but then I was like, it's High Times. It's High Times. <laughs> and then now, after seeing all, like I saw the documentary and everything, and like it's just like he was murdered. Come on, <laughs> come y'all. on, man. But anyway, it's like you had him check out, and then you had this entire wave of just like disenfranchised, yeah. angry white men. Yeah, you know, middle middle class white dudes all over the nation and shit. And this is also at the same time that like Girls Gone Wild and shit yeah. was out there, really dehumanizing women in a lot of ways. Yeah, in the eyes of a lot of the consumers of that stuff. I mean, the late nineties had bum fight. Like, yeah, bum that fight was, DVDs, that was like yeah. sold Entertainment. on television. TV. Yeah. yeah. And, dude, it was just really crazy to see that, you know, that level of just, like, average American rage plus uh, dehumanization of women and everything just led to what all happened at that festival. Mm -hmm. And it also just makes you zoom out and be like, I shouldn't have been surprised when so many people that are just a little older than me voted for the grabbing by the pussy guy. Yeah. I shouldn't have been that surprised. Because that's, they've been saying since the late 90s, this is who we are. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Because, dude, it's like you're watching this footage and you have hundreds, I mean thousands and thousands of angry white dudes that are literally covered in mud and shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Self-inflicted, rolling around in right. shit and mud, um, 
openly molesting any woman they can get their hands yep. on while Kid Rock is on stage mm-hmm. literally saying Monica Lewinsky was a hoe and Bill uh-huh. Clinton's a pimp. And I'm like, I shouldn't be surprised yeah. at how shitty so many people are now. Kid Rock's a piece of Fuck, shit. Fuck, man. What a <laughs> piece of Rock garbage. He's just a piece of shit. Y'all know he was a rich kid, right? Like yeah, anybody from Detroit. Like, oh, like he, he, he came up yeah. from the mean streets of Detroit. Uh-uh. No, he came up from his dad's rich ass house. Yeah. Yeah. There were some of those bands, man, that like there for a minute. Yeah, I was into corn. That was something different. Sure, it was angsty. I was an angsty teenager and shit. I like never that. was huge in them, but like I, I didn't it. hate them. Yeah, yeah. They they seemed a bit different than a lot of the other new. Actually, a lot of new metal just seemed like watered down corn. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, creamed corn, if creamed you will. Corn. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man, like stuff like Kid Rock, Limp Bizkit, all that stuff. Yeah. I was never like, this no. seems cool. Yeah, not for <laughs> not one fucking thing. second, not man. My thing. So yeah, it was uh, it was just amazingly shitty, dude. It Ugh. was uh, it was a really good documentary though. Definitely worth yeah, a watch. I've heard. I, uh, I I believe Corey talked about it on Jack of All Grades, and it's just like it sounds like something I don't want to watch, but I also do. It's like a, a car wreck where it's like, Oh yeah. I don't want to see it, but also I kind of do. Kinda do. <laughs> yeah. Like watching faces of death. Oh man. I texted you about yeah, that you this did. week. Cause I thought about it. Faces of death is one of those movies I saw as a kid. Jesus. And so like, many people our age did. Man. I know. And I think about it now and it's like, I know that a lot of the stuff in it is fake, but there are like, some of the stuff is like people dying. Like, in one of the faces of death, they do show an execution. Yeah. And it's just like... And there's somebody like getting hit by a train or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like, like definitely sor- real. Yeah. So it's just like, fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, now, because like, you know, we've gone through the 4chan era and now you can really just see whatever the fuck you want on the oh, internet. Yeah, it's yeah. like, kids see even worse shit now. I'm sure. And I, I can't even imagine how it's warping their brains. Because Faces of Death wonder. warped the shit out of my brain, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Though it did make me anti-death penalty in general. All right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's There's a cool. plus side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, I'll tell you what, man. Again, this is one of those things that yeah. we can't bury the lead here. Nope. We're going to spoil the shit out of this yes. movie. And again, proceed with caution. If you don't watch the movie, I recommend that you do. Yeah. But anyway, as we move on here into the preview palace. Welcome to the preview palace. You said that. Was that in my mind? Yeah. What? Said what? Yeah, that's the better response. Yes. Huh? <laughs> yeah, said what? <laughs> you know, this movie is a fucking parasitic twin movie. It is. And it's not alone in that. This ain't the no. first parasitic twin we've, we've seen, seen on the screen. We've seen a number of them. We've seen quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them are pretty smoking. Wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, I'd say more like a parasitic, parasitic win. Am I right? <laughs> parasitic win. Some of these parasitic wins out here be fuckable. That's what I'm saying, man. Because <laughs> there's a lot of them out there, and they need love too. They need attention. Hell, yeah. everybody does. I mean, listen. Like, obviously, I feel like if Gabriel had at some point just gotten a little attention, little love, little love, yeah. Maybe wouldn't be so pissed off. Maybe he wouldn't be so angry all the yeah. time. What the fuck have we done to this show? <laughs> Listen, we did Hobo or Ho No. We've done <laughs> Best Dead bites. Kids. The Best Dead Kids. That's right. Yeah, that was last and week. now yeah. we're doing 
most uh, fuckable parasitic <laughs> we're really we're just building up our audience for the month of october yeah you know, that's when horror podcasts shine we're yeah. just building those permanent fans right yeah, now. yeah people will be listening and just like boy i love that best dead kids <laughs> list you know you forgot this one actually i wasn't a fan of the show until they talked about fuckable hobos <laughs> okay so seriously hobo or hodo i was like when I was listening to it and editing, I was like, what the fuck what are we, we doing? And then, I, <laughs> then when I woke up and saw on Facebook people posting all yeah. their <laughs> hot hobos, hot hobos, I was like, okay, okay, I guess I guess everybody's long for the ride. It's not just us that are damaged like we are, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But Steve, I'll tell you what, man. If you're going to hook up <laughs> with, you're hook with up a parasitic, parasitic twin, twin right. if you're going to get into some parasitic twin panties uh-huh. or drawers or whatever they or, got going you know, on, whatever, whatever yeah. they're wearing, you know? Uh-huh. You're gonna have to probably get them a drink or something at a bar first. You gotta, yeah, you gotta chat them up. Yeah, exactly, man. You, uh-huh. They're not they're not just the kind of parasitic twins that go straight to the bedroom. No, they want to know about you. Yeah, exactly. Have get a to couple know of ya. drinks, talk about you know your childhood, etc. Stuff like that, man. Have you walked places? I haven't. I'm a parasitic twin. I'm attached to this guy yeah. all the time. <laughs> just kind of a thing. It's what I do. Yeah. You mentioned Belial earlier. Let's yeah. say that you met Belial at a bar. Uh-huh. What do you think he's drinking? Well, first off, Belial is a full-on cock blocker. I know, right? Yeah, so the worst wingman. I feel like to start out with him, like he's—I guarantee—he. You go up to him, he's like, "I'm designated driving tonight." <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. So it's like Belial, we could Uber. I, we can call in an Uber. I—I I feel like Belial might like a little white wine. Oh, you think he goes easy, huh? I think he goes easy, yeah. He's a little white wine guy. Maybe maybe he smokes a little doobie, too. Oh, yeah, on the side, just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, take you to the back alley, have a little doobie, come back, have some more, you know, Pinot or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) See, to me, I was thinking because Belial is such a fucking aggro cock blocker kind of guy, I think he's the guy that goes up to the bar and orders, like, a round of four horsemen for everybody. <laughs> just like the most awful shit shots in the world that are just like all of the most aggressively flavored yeah. liquors all in one. Or he's just a four loco, dude. Yeah. yeah. I think that's more yeah. of his style, man. <laughs> yes. Like he's doing fucking uh, like flaming Dr. Pepper uh-huh. shots. He's doing Jaeger bombs. Yeah, Jaeger bombs for sure. I think he's out to, to do the most, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That divides people. Yeah, divisive. Divisive yeah, shots in the world. Yeah. That's what he's going for. Right. Let me ask you this. Let's say maybe you're hanging out at your favorite watering hole, mm-hmm. and here's somebody over your shoulder, over somebody else's shoulder, Yeah, because <laughs> they're attached. Right. And it says to you, open your mind, Steve. <laughs> open your mind. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, why don't you open up them trousers, Quato, yeah. from Total <laughs> Recall? Let me get in that Quato bottom. What do you think about that? I think Quato. Okay, I think Quato. It feels like to me, because Quato, a mind-opening type of guy. Totally, yeah. I mean, probably listens to Joe Rogan like all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> you should try DMT. <laughs> I won't be drinking right now. I'm on ivermectin, Quaid. <laughs> Have you tried elk meat, bro? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Now, oh, I, so many people take him seriously yeah. for life advice. Now, I feel oh like, though, God. if he's a, he's a mind-opening type of guy, he probably he's down for an absinthe. 
Oh, you think yeah. that's his move? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's chasing that green fairy. Wormwood and Thujon and it's Quaid. It will open your mind <laughs> to the green fairy, Quaid. Yes. You might be right. Maybe. I what? think that might yeah. be his move right yeah, there. Yeah, that's how he goes. I think that you're right. That's going to get him good and greased up, ready for a mind-opening mm-hmm. and perhaps ass-opening night. Could be one of those. <laughs> I got no idea. You know, it's funny you mentioned absence because when I thought about who would enjoy himself in absence yeah. uh, just straight up, I was thinking about a, a parasitic twin what lived on the back of the head of a very irresponsible teacher at a Hogwart. I'm yes. talking about Voldemort hanging Voldemort. out on the back of the head of one professor, yeah. Quirrell. Mm-hmm. I think that guy would enjoy just a good old straight black absinthe shot. But maybe he's more of just like a, he might be more of a Pinot Noir kind of guy. I feel like he's a unicorn blood and vodka type of fellow. Whoa. Yeah, he just mixes them up. Or, you know what, maybe he's I got all right. so- I bet he's got all sorts of unicorn blood cocktails he's Probably cooked so. up. Well, you got to keep it interesting, I guess. You do. <laughs> now, I mean, unicorn blood's all silvery and stuff, so I'm I'm assuming the drinks are going to be fun. Okay, I'm just saying, if you had <laughs> if you had Quirrell uh-huh. on this side and yeah. Voldemort's face on the other side, yeah, and you had like two dudes on either side, <laughs> the Quirrell Voldemort finger cuffs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, is that like yeah. what what is it? Like, what do you call that? I don't know. I don't know. Because you just have this melon in between you. Yeah. It- like you could just hug the other guy, I guess. <laughs> Good job, bro. Yeah, it's like a bear hug kind of scenario. You know? I like the idea that that two men are just gently hugging while just a few face feet fucking. below there face fucking a guy on either side. What? I don't know. It's just an idea. I'm just I'm I'm still kind of working this out myself. It just hit me. I got it. I got it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Interesting things might happen there. We might have just invented a new thing. God damn it. You know this is a slash fix somewhere. Obviously. Somebody has oh, written 100% this, right? percent somebody was like, two mouths. All right. Yeah. I mean, Either side. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Probably, you know, Malfoy and, and Harry. Maybe. And they do, they hug, obviously. Yeah, probably hugging. Malfoy's like, now that we're fucking the same head, I realize... We're, we're similar in many ways. <laughs> and I think Quirrell says, 10 oh, points, oh, two, oh, Gryffindor. Oh. <laughs> right? Yeah, I think so. It makes perfect I'm, sense. I would assume 10 points to Gryffindor. <laughs> Erecticus. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, for sure. Erecticus. Please listen to our Harry Potter 3 Please. Azkaban episode if you want to hear more uh, Wizard ideas. sex talk. Oh, yeah. my God, about the filthy sex lives of wizards. That episode went way off it the rails. Really did. Holy shit, man. Hey, we're not just limited to the world of the silver screen, though. No. We got some TV appearances That's of some right. parasitic twins. What about that one that was on that X-Files episode? That yeah, was normal. Yeah, Leonard. Um, Leonard, dude. Yeah, the episode Humbug, which is one of the better episodes of X-Files. It's one of the X-Files episodes I have seen. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a traveling carnival, um, and you got a guy who uh, has a symbiotic twin who can actually leave his body. And and come back, so it leaves his body and kills people. Kind of marsupial-like in a way. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. He's got like a basically a little symbiote pouch. Now, this is, uh, what would you call it? 
an unattractive little fella. You know, not conventionally attractive, yeah. I'll say. And he hangs out in a carnival. He does. So I'm guessing we're not we're not going for like some fancy cocktail or something. I'm assuming he's gonna want like I don't know, maybe a a natural light. Oh wow, yeah. yeah. Or like a fireball Ice house. whiskey. Do oh yeah, he might be a fireball kind of guy yeah. for sure. He likes to party for real. He might even be a fucking like um like a um like an OE eight hundred kind of guy. Oh man, yeah, like a forty. It's in that bigger guy? than him. That's yeah. a, that's like the draw for him. I bet he gets a hold of that thing. And is like hell yeah. <laughs> that gets him DTF. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think I'm remembering now actually that the guy who has the symbiote is an alcoholic. So, like, go. he's probably got a high tolerance. Probably, Yeah, man. so he needs that full 40, 40 of OE. Yeah. <laughs> he might be right. When he's a 40-ouncer himself. <laughs> an ounce for an ounce, I always say. <laughs> that episode's fucked up. It is. It it's is. Really it's really strange, It's an awesome man. one, though. You told me about one that was on a Tales from the Crypt uh -huh, episode. Yes. I've not seen this, but it sounds crazy. Yeah, it's it's got Don Rickles in it, and he's a ventriloquist, uh, 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 particularly excellent ventriloquist. But you find out he's excellent because... His symbiotic twin is on his hand. Doing the talking for him, huh? Yeah, he's doing the talking. So he's That's he's awesome. like a full form sort of head. Uh and he's also kind of a, a dick. He's uh he hates women. Hmm. He's a he's a, a real asshole of a guy. And I think of an asshole of a guy, and it's like, well, what is an asshole drink? Hmm. It's a good question. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is is Bud Lizer. Yeah, I'll admit Budweiser. Just good old butt wiper for that guy. But I feel like, I mean, he's a successful ventriloquist dummy. He can afford a little bit better. And you know what those Budweiser guys love? If they're going for a little bit better, they love them from Jack Daniels. Oh, that's true. Some little good JD. name brand, not very good yeah, alcohol. which they cover in Coke. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Just hide it. Just bury that shit. That's a good one. You know, to me, when I think about um, yeah, ventriloquists and stuff like that, I'm yeah. thinking vaudevillian. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking this guy might get a, a tug on like a, a, a bath bathtub gin or something get like that. Get you a tug of some bathtub gin. Right. Or maybe yeah. like some just like shitty like homebrewed moonshine or something like that. <laughs> okay. A taste yeah. of the vaudevillian era, uh -huh. I think, is what he wants. Oh, that sounds great, actually. You know? Yeah. Could be worse. <laughs> that might be what he needs to get going, man. Get him a little bit of that moonshine. Now, let me ask you about this. Uh-huh. What about if a conjoined twin monster thing was also attached in a queer-like way uh -huh. to one of the best-known horror authors yeah. of one of our fucking favorite John Carpenter films? I'm talking about our homeboy, Sutter Kane. Do you read Sutter Kane? Do you fuck Sutter Kane? <laughs> I mean, that dude's hot. Yeah, so, he's a hunk. I mean, the thing on the back of his head, less Bonus. hunky. Bonus, yeah, bonus, <laughs> but less hunky. Maybe a little less, less hunky. hunky. Yeah, it is quite um, uh, cosmic horror, yeah. Lovecraftian, and disturbing. And I feel like cosmic horror, it, it probably isn't even down for alcohol. It might not be. What it wants, just a glass full of LSD. Wow. With an umbrella. Well, uh, yeah, festive. <laughs> Make it fun. Have some fun with it. Why not? Can I get a glass full of LSD with an umbrella, please? I think that sounds like that's, a pretty... It sounds like the Hunter S. Thompson. Pretty good Can choice. I get a Hunter S. Thompson? Yeah, that's what that is, right? The <laughs> Dahmer, as we know, is a full, full yeah. glass of vodka. Yeah. 
And the Hunter S. Thompson is just a liquid glass of LSD. Glass of liquid LSD. Makes total sense to Sounds me. great, honestly. I bet you're right. Maybe even like a mushroom tea kind of yeah, scenario. Yeah, yeah. That's what this guy needs just to get Just the type going. of shit where like once you do start hitting it, you start to understand other dimensions. Yeah. But then your dick becomes other dimensions and then you cease to be. Mm. And now you're a Lovecraftian horror creature of your own. These things happen. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much sums it up. Now, let me ask you this. You are on a mission yeah. to go through all these Hellraisers. Oh, yeah. I'm starting to think you're some kind of a quitter. Uh, I have two more to go. It's I'm been two get... weeks since you watched one. It has. I'm going to get back to it uh, soon. I swear. It's so funny because like, when you were going through all those, I was like, I really need to intervene here mm-hmm. and stop him. And now that you got the train moving, I'm like, do it. Do it, do it. Watch them, watch them, watch them. I'm you know like, what don't happened? stop. It was uh, we had the the meetup, and uh, everyone I was like, "Oh right, there you? is reason to live." <laughs> yeah, there is good in this world. It's good. I had convinced myself that all there was was the Hellraiser sequels, Ooh. but here I am. Here we are. You came city. out the other side, man. Yeah. <laughs> but there are some. I don't know if I'd call them parasitic twins, but like conjoined twin yeah. mm-hmm. Cinnobots out yeah, there. Yeah, there are. There. There's um. The two that get their heads twisted together in part four. Yeah. Uh, and they, yeah, they're not they're not exactly the symbiotic type of twin, but I feel like whatever you get them, you're going to need to get a double. You need a double for yeah. sure. In life. In life. <laughs> <laughs> they ordered single shots of liquor. <laughs> but after they were conjoined by the head to become the ultimate in pleasure and pain... They began to drink only doubles. Yeah. There's there's one, like, triple Cenobite, too. It's like three people, like, shoved together. Oh, wow, really? That may be four, and the twisty head one may be six or five or six. Anyway. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Exactly. But, yeah, there's one that's, like, three people shoved together. And I would guess, like, for them, you know... What do you get? Dude, I think for a fucking Cinnobot yeah. that does have that perfect like 80s, 90s uh, raver goth kind of look about them right. like a lot of these do, uh-huh. I think they're fucking chugging Zimas all night. <laughs> they need Zima, dude. Zima. That's what I think. <laughs> Double Zima. Zima. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. We I'm, should do some Zimas on the show sometime. We should. If you, I don't even know if you can get them anymore, can they you? They were available for a minute, like yeah. two, two or three years ago. Yeah, it was like a weird, like... I think they got rid of them, though, because yeah, everybody's like, Smirnoff oh, wait, this sucks. was popular, and then they were like, oh, I'll probably bring back Zima. Maybe Zima? And everybody's like, no, no, it's bad. But wasn't Zima basically just White Claw? Yeah, pretty much. So White Claw is Zima. Pretty much Zima. You just... Basically saying we should do an episode where we just chug white claws. I'm not about the claw, man. Have you had the just no flavor? No. Okay, they do have it where it's just no flavor and oh. it just tastes like you're drinking a vodka, vodka soda. soda. But why would you pay yeah. all that money when you could just buy vodka and seltzer? Hmm. A They've fine tricked question. the kids is my point. Yeah, marketing, yeah. man. It's yeah. a bitch. They said the claw is the law, though, so. They did. Yeah. But I say you give them Cinnabots a Zima. Get them get zemed up. Tussling around. Yeah, I mean, I, there's three of them. That's going to get freaky. Now, speaking of three of them. <laughs> speaking of three of them. Speaking of three of them, uh, the start of every good story. Uh huh. What do you know about a big old feller what hangs out in the woods in Arthurian times? Yeah. 
and what's gonna scare you to death by saying knee, knee, <laughs> knee. The knights who say knee. The knights who say knee, dude. These are some conjoined twins. I bet they like to get freaky. I, I bet so. Bet we know they huge. have an interest in pickled herring. Yeah. So maybe. A herring. Yeah, maybe they drink you know some sort of. Uh, like Malort or something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Some of the Scandinavian kind of yeah, origin. Yeah. Maybe that sort so. Of maybe but some old timey mead. Maybe some old time. Yeah. That perhaps is a barley wine. A, perhaps a barley wine. That might be what they need to get going. Maybe they. You know what? I'm. I'm gonna say they have a. They have a barley wine with a shot of Malort. Okay. That I sounds right. Go I'm totally going to go to a bar and order a barley wine and a shot of Malort Ugh. and look at them in the eye like they're going to be able to do that. Ooh. <laughs> Ugh. I'll have a barley wine and a shot of Malort. <laughs> so you hate everything, huh? <laughs> That's your stance. It's just like, Please you know punch what? Me in the face. I want life to be awful. <laughs> just if, if you can make it worse somehow. <laughs> Man alive. I've got to find a bottle of this Malort one day. I I've hear only it's heard just not it. awesome. I've heard that it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. But it's just like, it's a uh, it's like a Chicago thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of the Polish, yeah. Yeah, it's a Polish liquor now that I think about it. It's not Is even it? Scandinavian. Okay. Uh, oh, they're not going to like the Malort then those Maybe nights. Maybe not. I don't know. I apologize. But if somebody wants to send us some Malort <laughs> and we'll Go drink ahead. it on the show. We will. Fucking contact us. Let us Please. know about it. Might as well send us a deep shit. dish pizza along the way, too. Yeah, how about that? A we'll just sit the old here country. and have a Chicago day. Yeah. What's a Chicago horror movie? Eat dip dish pizza. Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Is Cabrini Green? Is Candyman? Oh, yeah, show? that's right. Oh, Candyman. So there you go. We'll do Candyman 2 and we'll drink Malort and eat deep dish casserole. Yeah, it'll be like an ASMR episode. <laughs> it'll be disgusting. God damn, dude. <laughs> I was on YouTube today and yeah. like Crystal is running... Like a fucking ASMR ad about their new fries? Crystal, the, the, the like tiny burger, burger place. company place, huh. yeah. There was an ad before a YouTube video where it's some chick, and she's like, Crystal has new fries. Oh, and no. she taps her fucking fingers on the outside of the box, Why? and then is like crunching them and shit. I was in, immediately infuriated. I, I was just like, fuck no. I Ew. don't have misophonia, but my wife has misophonia, and I have developed a reaction to certain noises because yeah. I know they would piss her off. Oh, dude, it just pissed me off so fucking bad. I, yeah, anytime I hear crunching or whatever, I'm like, fucking just stop it. Just you don't do that. <laughs> I like to think about you doing that while you're walking around in like a fresh fallen snow. Yeah. And you're like, fuck. Fucking. What the fucking Shut the crunching? Fuck up, snow. <laughs> you have to do that? Do you have to? Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right, I'll just stand here then. <laughs> I'll wait for you to all thaw out. I'll the show time. you. Huh. What do you know? <laughs> well, there we go, man. Those are yeah, some parasitic the twins. Most, <laughs> the most fuckable parasitic twins and probably the drink they'd like. What the hell was that? Makes perfect sense. I don't know. It's preview pals, <laughs> We did baby. it, though. And I want to know about your favorite Please. Uh, parasitic twin date. God, I hope this is one of those where I just wake up on Facebook and it's like 50 posts. People are like, <laughs> oh, you forgot this symbiotic yeah, twin. Yeah, sure. Why not? And of right? course, he'd have a uh, Boulevard Deer. Or, <laughs> oh, man, I'm Manhattan for him. I am myself a symbiotic twin <laughs> and I like whiskey sours. Maybe it's one of those. Would you like to fuck? Well, you, you know what? You got to find it I somehow. Love it. You yeah. got to find it somehow. So let us know about that over on the Facebook group. The Facebook group is the only reason I have Facebook anymore. Jesus it seriously Christ, is. I, I hate. I just can't stand it. But Unless you need to lose faith great. in humanity. 
Faith is great for that. Yeah. I mean, I've cut most every single person out of my Facebook friends that would upset me in that any way. That must be nice. Uh, but I still don't even look at Facebook except to look at the group, so I have no idea. <laughs> I tell assume you what, it's I You assume ain't it's fucking better. missing much. Uh, yeah. You ain't missing much out there. Yeah, the I group is imagine. the best thing on Facebook for, for fucking real. sure. So. Join up on there. Hang out with us. Have a good time. Hell yeah. Hey, Steve, let me ask you a question. Oh, I love questions. Let's hear it. Do you like shirts? Yeah, yeah. They keep my upper nudity problem solved. Okay, that was going to be my next question. Do you have upper nudity problems? Yeah, normally, but Until thanks you put to on shirts. a shirt. Yeah. Thank you, scientists, for making shirts. Uh, it was an amazing discovery. 1925, they discovered shirts. Okay, let me ask you one more thing. Do you like saving 25% off of shirts whenever you buy them to solve your upper nudity issues. That sounds amazing to me. Oh my God. Well, listen to this. Okay. I've got something that's just for you. I've got a way that you can get some amazing Halloween horror themed shirts to cover your upper nudity okay. and a way to get 25% off. Now, this isn't like a quarter off of a shirt as right. if you order a shirt and it's only 75% there. Yeah, I was wondering about that. No, no, no. no. It's a whole shirt. Oh, it's a full shirt. Full shirt, full length shirts. But I'm paying full price for it. No, no, no. What? You're paying 25% less, 75% of the price for a shirt. Can Holy you believe shit. that? A full, a full shirt for 75%. Uh huh. Okay, how do I do this? How do you do this? Yeah. You're going to go over to Graveyard Goods. Find mm, these guys okay. over on the Instagriddles, on the okay. Instagram, graveyard underscore goods. They have a big-ass line of sick-ass merchandise that's always changing. They do these limited runs of some sick-ass horror-themed merchandise. I'm going to assume that the limited runs have to do with the fact that they steal the goods from a graveyard. Clearly. And that's why they're selling them and giving a 25% discount. Because it's like, well, I I took this shirt off of a corpse. Exactly. And you know how few corpses are buried in their t-shirts. I can imagine. That's true, actually. Yeah. They throw away a lot of suits and gowns, Uh get straight to the Mm t-shirts, and then they sell them to us at discount prices. That's awesome. But before they do that, they print on some really awesome designs. Oh, okay. That helps. Iconic movies like fucking Halloween. They've got this limited Halloween collection that's coming out this year. I'm going to get... All of them because they're fucking sick yeah, as hell. You, uh, I, I checked them out at uh, graveyard underscore goods. That's right. Yeah, on, on the Instagriddles. And buddy, I'll tell you what, they got some awesome designs. Some badass old designs. Some of my YouTube watcher fans recently saw me wearing their sick ass Suspiria shirt on some of my lessons and stuff. It's so badass. They do short sleeve shirts. They do long sleeve shirts that have okay. like, graphics down the sleeves and stuff. I'll tell you what, man. They might have stolen them off some corpses, but those corpses would be super proud of their apparel choices if they could only see them now, but they can't because they are dead. Yeah. So Graveyard Goods, man. That's right. Dead and Lovely 25 That's is the promo That's what you're going to enter in. Dead and Lovely 25. Numbers 25. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going to enter in at checkout to get your own 25% off discount off some sick-ass merchandise to keep you spoopy all year long. I'm in a graveyard. Ooh. I'm going to steal your shirts and turn them into profits. Ooh. Don't pay any attention to my competitor, Graveyard Bads. <laughs> They're bad. Give Graveyard good. <laughs> they, they let you know in the name, you idiot. <laughs> 
it's right there on front street. <laughs> Graveyard goods, dead and lovely to five. And now we're gonna get to the to the meat, yeah. the face meat, the malignant, the malignant meat mm-hmm. of this podcast, which is to talk about Melignant. Malignon by Jean Swan. Jean Blanc. Uh-huh. Sacre Bleu. Our uh, Aussie director who, you know, we've talked about. He's Aussie? Yeah. Huh? Really? Yeah. Does he use Aussie Mega and eat at Outback every day? <laughs> yep. Of course he does. He goes to Outback for two meals a day. After he does his leave-in For Brecky, he goes to Macca's. Wow. Uh-huh. That's his move? That's his move. And he yeah. drinks a flat white. <laughs> I'll have a flat white. And um, a, nah. A, Wait, no, that's the wrong. Koala one. milk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They do that. <laughs> I'll have that with drop bear syrup, please. <laughs> drop, drop bear, bear syrup. syrup. Yeah. He says, fighting off snakes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he was that's Aussie. That's how every single restaurant is. You have to fight off like at least two to three snakes. Oh, yeah. 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 Punch them. You have to punch them in the and snake face. And a spider face. or four. Oh. You never know. Obviously, yeah. man. Obviously. But yeah, James Wan, we've talked about. James Wan, uh, you did. We've done a Saw, Saw we've done a Conjure uh, on the show. we'll do Insidious. Um, we love them. We love all wait, of Wait, did wait. we do Insidious? Yeah, we did Insidious. We did Insidious, yes. Because it had the Billy Jack bitch That's meme right. with yes. the little kid in there. Somebody recently yeah. put that together. <laughs> love that was it. awesome. Huge fan of that shit. Yeah. Billy Jack bitch. Um, and I don't love Saw, though I think Saw is the best of the Saw series. The story of how they made Saw and how they pulled That's it off cool. with no budget. Yeah. As we talked about on our episode, it's like, that's the coolest part about Saw. Yeah. Like, honestly, anyone could have made that movie, and he 100%. just did it first. Yeah, he did, and he, he did a solid job. I think uh, I like The Conjuring more than you and The Insidious more than you do. You definitely just don't like them. Nope. Um, but he obviously can direct a horror movie. Like, well, and obviously it appeals to some people. Yeah, and, oh yeah, but those movies make tons of money. Yeah. The Conjuring versus Huge. There were like four Insidious movies, like it, it's it's and then Saw is a gigantic franchise. And don't get me wrong, like seeing a James Wan movie fucking break into that you know box office top ten or whatever, to me it's the same effect as if I saw whatever a fucking um, Disturbed album is high on the Billboard charts. I'm like, well, I don't like it, but I'm happy to see that metal is getting attention. Right, right. Like if James Wan movies are selling this many tickets, I'm like, well, at least people are watching horror. That's cool. Yeah, he's bringing a lot of people into horror. Yeah. That's what he's doing. So I'll give it that. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. like it, but eh, at least it's getting attention and making money. Yeah, and he he does a good job of directing. Like, there's no, like, no one would contend that The Conjuring looks bad or you know in general doesn't have the feel of a horror movie he also does movies like fast seven which i did not awesome. know this yeah it's an awesome movie i haven't seen that one yet you haven't seen seven is it yet? Good? okay yeah i mean five five is probably the peak i think it it kind of plateaus from six and seven so five six and seven are like for me, super awesome. And then eight and nine kind of take a little dip off, but they're better than the first few. But seven is great. I, I think it's awesome. And okay. it, I watched some of it to prepare for this episode. I also watched some of Aquaman, his Woof. previous outing, which I've seen before. I've seen both of those movies before, but watching Malignant, there were times where I was like, this reminds me of Furious 7. Or this reminds me wow. of Aquaman, okay. and it's like, that's interesting to see in a horror movie. Yeah. So I went back and watched some segments there to try to remind myself, like, you know, 
okay, so this is James Wan style. He made a movie, though, Aquaman, that made a billion dollars. God damn it, it's horrible. It's, it's a terrible movie. terrible. Terrible movie. But pe- people want to love it. That's the oh, thing. And they sure there, do. Visually, there's so many great moments in it, honestly. Like, it has some really good visual moments, even though overuse of CGI, story's just boring. It's so long. It's so long, yeah. But the movie made a billion dollars, and the movie he made to follow it up is this which is insane. I am forced to respect it. Yes. Like, I'll be totally honest. I don't love this movie, but I am fucking forced to yeah. respect that move. I can't I can't put myself in the love category, but I am obsessed with this movie. Yeah. That's why we're doing it. We were going to be doing The Fog. The Fog, yeah. And I watched this movie, and I couldn't stop thinking Malignant about it. Malignant just facepalmed The Fog. Yeah, The Fog. John a movie Carpenter's I've been wanting to do a long time. Yeah, John totally. Carpenter, m- my favorite horror director. Totally. Like, this was kind of like on your fucking mind. Yeah, I, I couldn't talk stop about thinking this. about it. Because like our history with this movie goes back to the Dead and Lovely meetup, where yeah. the next day we watched Candyman in theaters. Right. They showed the trailer for this, and we all just kind of like looked at each other, groaned. Yeah. And it was just like, this like, looks fucking terrible. It looked like any I mean, James it looked Wan like movie. Insidious. It looked like The Conjuring. It looked like it was going to be a movie about a girl who is you know, uh, possessed by a devil named Gabriel or there, you know, some simple little premise that would be played out for like a few jump scares and it really just wouldn't be anything worth watching. No, it looked like typical James Wan shit where it was just like all this horrible stuff of like, maybe it's a haunted house, maybe it's yeah. a fucking ghost or something, but she sees this demon that melts the room and creeps around her and moves weird and shit and it was just like god like every fucking trope from the past 20 years that i don't give a shit about yeah i just wasn't interested yeah i was like i'm definitely not watching this movie um it was on hbo and it was one of those things where i was like i'm gonna i mean it's here and it goes away october 10th i'm gonna go ahead and watch it see what's about i'm watching this movie and i'm vacillating between absolutely fascinated with and, and and it was never at any point fully fascinated with the story no just fascinated with every choice james wan made i know that's the most perplexing and interesting thing about yeah. this movie is just knowing what we know about james wan and the kind of stuff he usually does and yeah. then watching this movie and trying to piece together like why did you do this yeah but also, fascinating. like, some moments just being like, that was awesome. Like, the last 20 minutes, basically, are almost entirely awesome. And then, like, like, the very end is like, what the fuck? Oh, so dumb, stupid. dude. Uh, but, like, uh, there's so many moments along the way, too, though, that are good. Like, the chase scene between, uh, uh, what's his name? Detective Shaw, uh, Kakoa. Between Kakoa and Gabriel. That chase scene is so it's awesome. Nuts. Going and on the it's, fire escape and shit. Yeah, yeah, it's like, and then like they go into underground Seattle and there's these like carriages and stuff, and it's just so cool and like kinetic and stuff and really interesting. And then it just cuts back to you know kind of uh, more subdued, but weird. I mean, it's Giallo. Like he's trying to do Giallo, but I he's trying about that. He's trying not to do too much giallo but he's really taken a lot from it yeah i think so too man and again those those decisions that he made all over this movie are what is interesting about yeah it. because the whole movie 
you know, after you kind of get into the groove of it and you're like, oh, this is not what I was expecting from the trailer right. at all. I'm just like, is he doing this on purpose or not? Because he'll do stuff yeah. like that last 20 minutes of the movie that is just batshit nuts. Yeah. And then, like you said, the final, like, ending spot where you're like, oh, God, like, that blew was awful. the landing. Yeah. It's terrible. Like, it makes you second guess. Like, did he accidentally do something that was cool? Or did he purposely do something that was lame? Like, the thought process here is what fascinates me. Me too. And I, I think that, like, I've seen some people, because, like, he said he was making a Giallo movie. Kind he, of. And so, like, uh, some of the influences he claimed were Argento and Bava. Okay, let, let's talk about that, because I can kind of see yeah. that. Like, in the first um, intro scene of the movie, which is basically Jurassic Park. It is. The intro of this movie is fucking Jurassic Park. I, okay, I, I seriously, the intro of the movie... I thought at some point a on-screen director was going to yell cut and it was going to be they were making a right. bad horror movie. It just movie. looks like a fucking bad horror movie. Yes. Like the effects are like goofy, the lighting is super crazy like an Argento yeah. movie and I'm just waiting for somebody to go shoot her. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> Jurassic Park yeah. intro, man. Yeah, it's I mean like I, and the thing is that it it, it is this weird amalgamation of it's like he's taken his action credentials and his horror credentials and brought in the stuff he's always wanted to do in horror probably the stuff, stuff that, that inspired him yeah, yeah stuff that influenced him so like as i said bava and argento he also mentioned uh de palma and cronenberg yeah well, obviously yeah, carry influence obviously the cronen body horror influences sure. throughout uh, same with uh, Argento's influence, though specifically, I think Phenomena is is being in like like having a pretty brunette as the lead. <laughs> that's very every Argento influence. movie, yeah. yeah. But specifically, the design of Gabriel reminded me of the Phenomena kid's face uh -huh. a lot. Yeah, and, I can see that, and also and well, like also the origin story. Of the, the backstory kid. is yeah. Phenomena, yeah. And then like you have the black gloved killer with the very unique shiny weapon yep. that gets a yeah, lot of screen that time. Is very Argento. Yeah. And so, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, it's always like some kind of fucking shiny scissors or that like extendable yeah. spear rig and phenomena yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And in this, it's just like a sharpened trophy. trophy. Yeah. That is like when we were watching it on Sunday, Clint said like the first time you see the trophy, Clint was like, that's a gaudy trophy. Yeah. And it was just like, it really is like it stands out instantly. And I didn't even notice until watching it the third time that it's in the first shots we see. Right, because it shows yep. like the the doctor doing like that interview thing, and it's right behind her. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the movie really focuses on the weapon, which is again very giallo. And it's also kind of cool too. Like I can sit back and say like that's kind of a neat idea that this thing that this uh, character uses as a weapon is a symbol of the you know the Hi Hippocratic oath. Yeah, that is which a they obviously oath violated to... in in yeah. doing what they've done. Yeah, it's yeah. like we're supposed to be you know following this sacred vow to heal people and blah, blah, blah. And now but I'm using it as a weapon. So, yeah. That's kind of cool. It's real cool. I like I like a lot of what's going on in this. And, like, that's the thing about this movie is, I mean, we'll talk about the things we don't like. But There's like, plenty. The, even those things we don't like, I think, are part of the aesthetic and meant to be that way. And I think so. It's, it's like picking apart a Dario Argento movie where it's like, yeah, I don't like all those things, but overall I like it. Yeah, because <laughs> like, <laughs> let's be honest, I mean, fucking Suspiria is amazing, and it's I love it. It's the best Giallo movie, I awesome. would say. And it's stupid as and shit. And it's real dumb. And it's, it's dumb got as some shit. terrible dialogue, 
and Dude, scenes that don't make any sense. That's the thing. It's like a lot of the critiques I'm going to throw at this movie are things that I would not throw at an Argento right, movie as because a critique, and I don't know why. I think I think Juan, he didn't fully duplicate Giallo in a way, and he did that on purpose. He He's doing something different. He's letting Giallo influence this action style. So he's like merging two things that aren't supposed to go together because giallo is often like languid and very dreamlike so it doesn't like have huge action not scenes. to the forward momentum yeah yeah but it will have those action moments i mean phenomena even has like the like uh weird sort of actiony moments where she's having the dreams seeing the kills and oh, stuff right. like yeah, that yeah. which again phenomena she sees the kills yeah she, it's I was thinking opera was a big influence opera, on this, Opera, obviously, too. yeah, but it's aesthetically very much, too, because, like, the knife that the guy gets stabbed through the mouth with yeah. looks a lot like the, the trophy oh, knife. Oh, it yeah. does. And yeah. also, yeah, just having our central character be frozen and paralyzed and forced to watch the yeah. murders and stuff. Yeah. It's like, well, that's both of those Very movies. much opera, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's doing that, but he's also not aping it entirely. And so, like... I think if he had aped there. it, if he had aped it entirely, Giallo fans would have been more into it. But I, th- I think because he's he's like trying to modernize it, he he's still doing a lot of what I would say is in the spirit of Giallo, which is making weird choices. Yeah, and also leading along like who's the killer? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he's doing a lot of what's in the spirit of it, but not like trying to do it exactly, which is. I think a good choice. Well, it's a very off-putting genre. It is. It's, it's bizarre as shit. It is so weird, and this movie does weird very well. It does, but yeah. not like full on. Not full on, and that's the thing. Is like, I think he's making a lot of restrained choices. I think him making this for forty million dollars. I mean, basically, it was a loss for the studio to make James Wan happy because it's like he'll make you a billion dollars. But he made a big B billion yeah, dollars, so, so he like, can whatever. lose a few million on this. It's and, not and, a big deal. But that's the thing, too, is that it's like, well, that means that this is James Wan's vision. Passion this is what project. he wanted. Yeah. This is how he wanted it to look, how he wanted it to feel. And I think at the very least, even if you don't like this movie, you have to be hopeful for what it means for the directors with $4 million who can say, well, look at Malignant. Like, I, I want to do something like that. I can at least do that good. And we do it with a lesser budget. We'll we'll make money. I mean, this has made... It, it looks like this is not going to make a lot of money. It'll probably make back its budget plus some, but not a lot. But if you had made it for a smaller budget, and you could... I mean, I can't see how this cost $40 million, honestly. No, there's not like even any big stars or anything. No. In it. no. Uh, I think it's like a proof of concept almost. Like, yeah. you could let horror be weirder. Yeah, I think so. Everything. And like, I'm here for that. Me too. Yeah. So, like, everything we've had up to this point with, like, A24 and stuff like Hereditary and Midsummer has shown us, like, okay, we can be weird in this way, but can we be weird in, like, a weird, junky giallo way? Yeah. And... I think this is going to maybe prove that that's at least worth putting some money into, and I, I want to see what comes from it. I'm okay with yeah. that, for sure, man. And I also feel like this takes a big influence from, from like, J-horror and K-horror stuff. There's yeah. there's so much of that stuff that is kind of based on body horror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is so many parts in this movie where, like, like when she's in the, the police station, like, you know, wiping everybody out. Yeah. And she has this inactive human face on the back of her yeah. head and this, like, 
demon face she's pulled open from the back of her head. It's oh, like, yeah. That sounds like name any anime or <laughs> right, any J-horror exactly. movie. Right. Only I think the difference would be if this is a J-horror movie, like that would be the main character. And yes. it'd be uh, a lead detective in the case. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 100%. Like, for an American audience, this is what I was texting you about after I watched the movie. For an American audience, this is like a 10 on the scale of weirdness. Yeah. For like J-horror and K-horror fans, like this is like three. It's yeah. like this is like barely getting yeah. started. Like, Up the weirdness. Yeah. yeah. So where's the weird character coming right. in? You know? I think, okay, so we got to look at two things to me that stand out the most the first thing is james wan's choice to shoot it the way he shoots his action movies which is to say almost zero depth of field in every shot you're seeing a lot of everything everything is sharply in focus yeah almost like you recorded it on an iphone exactly which is uh antithetical to horror generally yeah you want to see those dark spots in the corners and not tell what's yeah. happening a lot especially with this movie where there's so many parts where it's this shadowy figure in the background and shit yeah it makes it usually scarier when you're like did i see that or didn't i right so to not do that to to give up that to forsake that bit to show everything it it makes it feel cheesy in the day shots, but in the night shots, I was so, or just dark shots, I was so into it. I was like, holy shit, like, not only is he not trying to hide anything, he's showing you everything so you don't even know what to look at. Yeah, So yeah. everything's kind of a surprise. Everything's there. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you're trained as a horror fan to know that like the dark spots and the blurry spots are where something's going to come out of if everything's in focus you you're you less safe yeah yeah you're le- like and he definitely played on that too like some yeah. of those scenes in the movie where like there was the one doctor that was alone in his place and there was the window that was open and the, like wet yeah. steps and like he went to the closet he closed the door you're watching the background being like shit is it going to jump out from behind the clothes right. what's going on it's like he knows those things that freak you out in everyday life. Right. Going into a dark closet where there's all these clothes hanging up. Some, somebody could be in there or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then finally you get the reveal of where Gabriel was the whole time and shit. There's a lot of stuff like that in this movie yeah. where, like you said, you're like expecting something to come out somewhere because everything's in focus. It could and be anywhere. He, I mean, he even plays with us by giving us a fake twist. Yeah. That Gabriel's the imaginary friend type of thing. Yeah, like, like the birthday like, party video. When you get that stuff. twist, it's like, oh, that's... Uh, this is lame and again, I, I don't the trailer like turned me off yeah like because of that because it showed that part in the trailer where she's at a birthday party and she's talking to her imaginary friend and i'm like okay so she, her imaginary friend is a demon right that sounds like a fucking james wan movie sure like it you does. could sell him that idea yeah. right away imaginary friend that's a fucking demon this <laughs> adopted kid well, he wouldn't direct ever. it but he produced it for sure <laughs> oh for fucking yeah. sure man like yeah. that sounds like something he would be into and that's what I think is interesting about this movie and its reactions that it's had from people. Right. Because They're very polarized. Very, yeah. very, very, man. Um and the thing about it is is like watching the trailer and seeing what I got out of it and knowing that it's a James Wan movie, I can kind of understand that. Because if you're like a James Wan fan that loves Saw and the Conjuring and shit like that, and you watch that trailer, you're probably sitting there going like, Oh yeah, he's fucking done it again. Yeah. Love it. And then you watch this movie and you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> right. <laughs> but meanwhile, to people like us that aren't really fans of this guy, we watched the tra- trailer and we were like, Ugh, it looks like James Wan's at it again. Pass. Yeah. It seemed very much like something that would just be too predictable. Yeah. And like, that's it, how it felt throughout was like, totally. oh, it's so predictable, so predictable. 
so that when you do get to the actual twist, it is a bit more twisty. And that's it's a the bit thing more like, it. wait, what the fuck? Like, I thought you already gave me yeah. the lame-ass twist that I don't care about. Yep. Yeah. And that's the thing about it is, like, the trailer was kind of engineered to draw in people who aren't going to like it. Right. And drive away people that maybe would <laughs> like it. Maybe. Yeah. But it also, I mean, the thing is, I, after watching it, I went on Twitter, and it's the first horror movie I've seen almost like everybody talking about on my timeline like really just constantly and uh, most people were loving it on twitter everybody in our face group was hating on it yeah a lot of people so i was like really where is like this yeah like where does this land because even for me at the time it was i still had i had finished it i had loved the last 20 minutes hated the final ending bit just like i i still didn't know how i felt about it like I had to watch it again. Watching it again, I felt better about it. Uh-huh. I definitely felt like now I've got the tone and now I know like what he's going for. It's like, oh, okay. This actually, like what I thought was maybe bad acting is intentionally bad acting. I wonder about that, man. I think so. Dude, like, let's be honest. The acting in this is pretty shitty. A lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Specifically, I, I think that the sister who's supposed to be an actor. The I, one who dresses up like a fucking Disney princess for no fucking <laughs> no reason. Theory. That's so giallo, isn't like, it? Dude, like, she, she yeah. fucking walks in. She's like, I'm a princess at Family Land. Yeah. That never comes back no, again, ever. never comes back. But, like, I feel like the scenes with her are specifically overdramatic. And I feel yeah. like she was told to act a specific way. Because she's been in other stuff. Yeah, and she's good. Yeah, and she's good. good. She's in We Summon the Darkness, and uh, she's adorable in it. She's actually absolutely great. And, like, you can tell she has range. So seeing her in this, it was like, this is that was kind of one of the things for me that was like, this must be a choice. And then, like, sp- also the CSI girl... When I looked her up, I was like, oh, wait, she that's Ingrid Basu. She's got a story by credit on this. That's James Wan's wife. Oh. She's won, like, a, like awards for acting. She's a good actress. So you're talking about so, the chick that's just, like, fucking mad horny for the detective. Yeah. Which, again, which Argento movie is that from? Exactly. So it's like her, she knows how the movie's supposed to be. She's part of, like, creating it. She's acting that way on purpose. It's like... The people acting this way are it's a in on it. Yeah, it's See, like this is Giallo. <laughs> and now yeah. that you put it this way, it makes a little bit more sense because I was sitting here watching this movie, and after it was over, I was I was like, well, what was the point of having, yeah, Disney princess sister and this CSI girl be like mad horny for the detective? That never went anywhere. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't go anywhere. that's just some shit Argento would do. It is, 100%, because it's a police officer. I mean, of course, in an Argento movie, he'd have a big mustache, and he'd be smoking and be absolutely unattractive. Oh, yeah. but they And probably beat on a woman at yeah, some point. Yeah, at some point, he'd slap the sister or something. But it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. She'd be like, oh, I love you. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it, it's got that feel, like, because I've seen people contending this isn't Giallo, and it's like, yeah, it's not exactly Giallo. Of course, it's not exactly Giallo, but... Man, it's hard to pretend that all that stuff that's going on isn't very much giallo. Well, that's the thing, too, man. And and you brought this up to me earlier, but when you watch something like The Conjuring, which Uh is not a movie that I like, I think it is just like every rehashed horror idea that he stole from 80 other movies that did it better. (laughs) Okay. I'm not going to say the acting or dialogue is bad, though. No. 
it, no, the it's acting's not. great. Yeah, Patrick, Patrick Wilson, Wilson's Farmiga. Uh, yeah, Vera Farmiga. She's Vera amazing. Farmiga, yeah, yeah. Like, she's fucking great. Everybody in those movies acts quite fine. Yep. And the dialogue is quite fine. Uh-huh. The acting and dialogue in this sucks. It does. And like, it's like first draft shit for most of the dialogue. It, yeah, it, really it would have to be intentional, but it dude, seems. But dude, again, fucking S names are snakes or whatever exactly. shit. It's in Giallo movies, and I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a pass. <laughs> exactly. So like, I'm at a war with my own mind with same. this movie, dude. I, that's how I felt. That's why I had to watch it a second and third time to really... And the third time, like, I, I feel like I had calmed down more on it and really, like analyze the good bits because there are some really good bits but like the first time watching through what i loved was the moments that just made me laugh out loud because they were so ridiculous, ridiculous. or so unexpectedly insane like so, when yeah give me the give woman me one. falls from the attic like two stories in yeah, the living room just out of nowhere room. it's so fucking what? funny and then it cuts the fucking where is my mind and it's like what the what? fuck is this Dude, moments like that really put me in the mind of thinking about, like, Drag Me to Hell by Sam Raimi. Yes, exactly. Only, only like, Sam is much more on the nose with his tone yeah. with Drag Me to Hell, where he's just like, oh, yeah, this is a ridiculous, gross, yeah, stupid horror movie. this is supposed to be silly and crazy. Yeah. Just go for the ride. This is not that tone. No. But there are moments that are ridiculous like that. Yeah. I mean, and there's similar. I mean, I've seen people compare the two but for the similarity that Raimi had just done, like, Spider-Man 2, I think. Jesus. So, like, he had just done this huge comic huge book movie, series, and James yeah. Wan just did this huge comic book movie, and then you do the horror movie you've been wanting to make. Yeah. And for Sam Raimi, it was this, you know, off-the-wall, like, uh, supernatural sort of thriller, and then for James Wan, it is this insane pseudo-giallo action flick Yeah, that has some terrible dialogue and looks like it was, uh, like... It's it's more influenced by Fast and the Furious <laughs> no. than any other horror movie I've ever seen. Well, again, I, I've not seen that movie, so I can't say. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's shot so it's shot like Fast and the Furious. Like going back and watching Wands Furious Seven, it was like, yeah, the like he used that zero depth of field sort of everything and sharp focus feel. I mean, for an action movie, of course, he you do quicker cut sure uh, far more shots far far more cuts for this he then instead of that lingers on those shots which gives your mind too much time to process everything in focus which starts training you kind of to be staring all over the place yeah and it's that paranormal activity effect yeah, yeah it's i mean i think he just has like a real good mind for how horror works i guess now that you that now that you mention it too the end of the movie is all about family it is the okay <laughs> the, all right i wrote this down because it's terrible it's, it's a, so it's bad terrible. dude the ending of the movie like the last lines are cheesy uh -huh. as fuck extremely so um uh our main character emily slash madison uh played by annabelle wallace she says all my life i have yearned for a blood connection with someone <laughs> yearned for yet yet in the end it was right in front of me all along blood or not you will always be my sister that's so family fucking that's so fucking lame dude that's what dom says every time he says family that's what he means <laughs> that's what's implied i'm pretty sure that's it yeah like if if though can you imagine 
if instead of saying all that, she had just grabbed her sister by the head and said, family. Family. The end. Credits. Dude, the crowd. It would have gone insane. Would have jumped out of their fucking seats. Fuck yeah. Because it would have confirmed that this is self-aware. Which is yeah. something that, like, I'm still sitting here going, like, I yes. don't know if this movie I, knows what absolutely. it is or not. I am, I am I don't framing know. it as though James Wan made a movie and this is exactly the way he meant it to be. There's definitely an argument that it's just a piece of shit horror movie. Totally, dude. Yeah, because <laughs> really, there's so much stuff in here that is just shitty as fuck. Yeah, it's real bad. But then, like I said, given the track record of the fact that he can write dialogue and yeah. he can get good actors. Yeah, it seems like... Uh, absolute proof that he had to have been making choices here and those choices are weird but because they're so weird they've captured people's imaginations so everybody's kind of into this or like just completely out of it because i feel like i don't feel like anybody who's out of it sees it the way i'm talking about it yeah. like they saw it as just this sh- shitty horror movie that is overtly playing in front of your eyes yeah. but like if you dig into it maybe it is something better this but is tough not. man dude and the thing about this is is this is to me is a grandma test movie okay what's a grandma test so the grandma test is like when you see any like super abstract crazy bizarre piece of art right and you're forced to respect it because you're like oh it's a jackson pollock oh okay I see and then you go if my grandma made this if my grandma was just like, honey, I've, I've made you a painting. I found all the old house paints in the garage, and I've spattered them about the canvas at random. Here you are, dear. Right. Hang it up in your room. I'd be like, oh, Noni, nice, Grandma. All right, Noni, let's get your back pills and go to bed. Right. Let's get you inside, get you to sleep, take <laughs> your sleeping pump pills. pump you full of somas and toss you in the yeah. bed. So, like, my thing is, like, if, if Mima made Bitches Brew by Miles Davis. Sure. Which is clearly just a bunch of fucking noise. Right. You'd be like, you fucking lost it. Yeah. Let's find you some, some fucking help. Okay. So if, if but a when no it's name, Miles Davis, right. you're like, oh man, it's this and this and this. If a no name had made this movie with no recognizable stars, with zero depth of field for a horror movie, with dialogue that is. Oh, like just bad, bad. just bad dialogue. And this ridiculous ass villain. Just yeah, way over the top. A villain that I love the I love the movements of Gabriel. I love all the stuff they do with that, but it is weird and doesn't make sense if you think about it for even a second. How yeah. somebody could be stabbing someone from the back of another person's body not a strong motion yeah backwards, yeah i just really. can't imagine and like, very uncoordinated yeah so if just any random fella had made this how would you feel about it i i know i just assume I it know. was it was just bad right yeah but Which is, is why that's that's yeah. kind of the genius though i know because james wan knows because of his name you got to think about it more and if you got to think about it more, then maybe you'll see something creative to it. And this is, again, where I'm at odds. Because, like, if I saw a fucking, like, sci-fi movie, like, sci-fi channel movie, mm-hmm. that was, like, an Argento flick. Yeah. I would probably be like, man, this is fucking terrible. Yeah, absolutely it's terrible. It's all dubbed. Right. The dialogue is stupid as shit. Yep. 
everything makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But if it was just like a sci-fi channel movie by Argento, I'd be watching it being like, yeah, tell me more. Wow. Honestly, She's so pretty, I'd that say. That sounds awesome. A yeah. sci-fi movie by Argento. Yeah, exactly. A movie so, where Argento is just told like, all right, we barely have any money. Do you got to have three commercial breaks? Uh, like, go to town, buddy. Go to town. He's like, oh, I'd love to see what comes out of that. This is like making a the pizza. <laughs> And then I would love it. In Three commercial breaks. It's like you have the crust, the salsa, and the cheese on top. Oh, mamma mia. <laughs> so I don't know. Again, this is the grandma effect. Where I'm thinking yeah. like if some no-name made this, right. I would probably not be sitting here on a podcast talking about it. Or thinking twice about it. I mean, honestly, like, like this is a movie that just came out. We've, I don't think we've ever done this we've never covered a movie that just came out for a full-length episode for a full-length no. we've done episode. we've done many shows yeah. but for a full-length episode because it like it's almost demands it where it's like what the fuck just happened what the fuck just happened what did i just watch what is this i mean there's at least something going on that we felt the oh, urgency to going on push the fog out of the right. way to do this <laughs> yeah, to like just... that should tell you something at yeah least. for sure not even about that it's good or not it's no. just that we're sitting here going what the fuck was this it's got to be discussed because it 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 either is just absolute dog shit yeah or it's like a kind of mini revolution in a time when horror is already awesome so like i'll say this about it and I believe I probably said this whenever we did like The Conjuring or something like uh-huh. that. To me, James Wan movies are the disturbed of horror movies. Uh-huh. In that, like, if you're a real fan of like heavy metal and stuff like that, you listen to a band like Disturbed or whatever, and you're like, okay, there's like a million other bands that do this better. Right. Let me show them to you. Right. This band got you into it, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. I've had so many guitar students over the years that like got into metal because of Slipknot. And then they start getting into other stuff. They start digging deeper. And that's great. Yeah. Because if not for a band like Slipknot or Five Finger Death Punch or whatever, maybe a lot of these people never would have listened to metal ever. Sure. So it's like, this is a great gateway drug for a lot of people. And I applaud it for that reason. But it, it's almost also like if Disturbed made a math rock album. Yeah, where it's just like, what the fuck Where'd is this Where'd this come now? from? Well, it's kind of like, there's this rumor going on right now that Ed Sheeran... Uh-huh. Ed fucking Sheeran wants to make a black metal album with Danny Phil from Cradle of Filth. Okay. Like, this is something he apparently really wants to do. Uh, do it. Do it. Yeah. Okay, fine. Cool, man. That, yeah. I mean, I don't know exactly what the audience is for that. What if it's awesome? Maybe it is. I, I think this, like, absurdity and surreal sort of nature is, is going to be much more prevalent in movies coming out of this pandemic i hope i think people are just thinking like go for it like do the thing do the thing that you've been wanting to do no matter how weird it is just do the fucking thing yeah well and similar to like bands like disturbed and shit like that it's like i don't feel like this movie does a lot that's super original like i can sit here and think about other flicks that did a lot of this stuff and yeah i mean even the big twist we just talked about a whole bunch of uh, like uh, symbiotes in other shows all that of were them, hotter all yep <laughs> all of them except for belial and uh, i think all of them are like the big reveal symbiote type of thing so like we've had this big reveal symbiote bit and gabriel even looks like the thing that's on the back of sutter kane's head totally so, like, 
it it's nothing new. No. But it's in a new context. And at least hitting a new audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because like typical James Wan fans would never watch exactly a lot of the movies that we're talking about and comparing. So it to. maybe he's like dragging them into Giallo. Maybe like they'll hear about Basket Case and be like, "What the fuck is what Basket fuck Case?" Is and that? now they're watching Frank Hennenlauter movies, yeah. and it's like, "Well, that's fucking awesome." Okay, maybe they do. Yeah. You know, it's like I hope that people get inspired to dig deeper into horror, yeah. and absurdity and weirdness mm-hmm. because of this movie. And Me if too. that's the case, then I have to applaud James Wan yeah. for doing something so out of the ordinary. But then again, from what we're seeing, it's turning a lot of people off because they're just like, it this is. is not what I expected from the but trailer. But I think being divisive is good in horror. It's making people talk about it. Yeah, because like, I think, I feel like, I mean, honestly, like, you know, we love Hereditary. We love Midsummer, but a lot of horror fans Those hate that shit. Those aren't made for everybody. No. no. Like, a lot of horror ha- fans hate anything with any sort of message to it, even though all of it's got some sort of message Hell to yeah. it. You can't avoid it. But, uh-uh. uh, like... So, like, this, I don't think, uh, like, this, I think, does have a message, and I'm going to talk about it, but this, I don't think, does any of that sort of A24 horror stuff, which makes it a a bit different uh, between, you know, what's going on now with what we think is a real good bit of horror, but, like, there are horror fans turned off by that. Maybe they're more turned on by this. Maybe they're more interested in this, like... There's no like overt messaging in this. Like, yeah. at at most, well, it's like uh, anybody can be family. Yeah, <laughs> like, like everything doesn't need to be a heavy-handed, super yeah. artsy, emotionally draining movie like sure. Hereditary. I mean, I would hate it if all horror was that. Even though Hereditary is one of my favorite movies, absolutely ever. I also like to watch just insane '80s shit that doesn't make any sense, Me and too. it's like. This is kind of that. Kind of that. Kind of that. It kind of is, yeah. man. I'll tell you what else I like. Co-beer. Co-beer? Co-beer code. What about uh, how are? Let's split a pint here. Yeah. I'll tell you what. After a pint of that 12 percenter, I am kind of buzzed. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I think I need to think less clearly for the rest of this. <laughs> me too. This is uh, this is from High Wire Brewing. We got uh, a little High Wire Brewing here in Knoxville. That we do. It's a sour smoothie blackberry cobbler. Excuse me? A tart wheat ale brewed with blackberries, vanilla, cinnamon, and lactose. I mean... Dude, I'm excited for this. This might be nice. A sour smoothie. So, it's only 5.5%. It's a lighter boy. Yeah. yeah. It's light, meaning, here. you know, heavier than most Yeah, 5.5% is... is Aren't Coors Lights like 3.2? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't look as uh as bluish as I thought no, it was. No, huh? Be. It is a little bit more of a reddish sort of tone. Yeah. A little bit of a foam on there. It smells like a sour. I don't really get yeah. a lot of the um of the components of the cinnamon and the blueberry and stuff like that from the smell. Okay. See what that smells yeah, it like. Does. Do. It does just smell sour. It smells like a sour to me. Yeah. I like to get a drink of that. Eyewire makes some good old sours and stuff, so even if it is just another sour, that's all right. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Is it a twist? There is a bit of a there's a bit of a Gabriel there. Cause it doesn't taste as strongly sour as I thought it was going no, to from the smell. It really does not. It's real light. It is actually quite light mm-hmm. and refreshing. Yeah. A lot of sours I don't designate as refreshing. Yeah. Like no, a sequench is refreshing. Sequence refreshing, but that it's it's like it's just on that edge because it's got that r- strong lime it's got some bite taste. To it. 
But yeah, once you get to a certain point, it's no longer refreshing. It's that like turn your mouth inside out type. This, this is, is quite mild. Very mild, yeah. Like it does have a little bit of tartness to it. It does have a little bit of that blueberry flavor. It's actually not as like sweet or heavy as I was thinking, which to me is I, a good thing. Yeah, me too. I do. I think the lactose is what's balancing Smooth it all it out. out a little bit. Yeah, it's it's good. I'm digging it. It has like a nice kind of like light fruit soda or seltzer kind of mm-hmm. taste about it. Yeah, honestly, yeah. yeah. It's not bad. This this might be a good gateway sour for people. A gateway sour? Yeah. <laughs> this will get you down to that black tar sour you've been yeah, looking for. Yeah, some of that real shit. <laughs> China white sour. Some of that shit. That's pretty tasty. Yeah, it's good. Pretty dang tasty, man. Okay, so I do want to talk about what I think might be at the heart of this movie. Okay, so, tell me. This is written by, uh, the screenplay is, is by Akila Cooper based on a story by James Wan Ingrid Bisu and Akila Cooper. Akila Cooper, she wrote uh, for mostly for um, TV so far. She did uh, episodes of Grimm, an episode of American Horror Story. She worked on Luke Cage. Okay. She also wrote the horror movie Hellfest, which I, I don't think I've seen. I've not seen it. Okay. So here's what I think might be going on if you're looking for a message in this movie. We're dealing with a woman who has this hideous version of a man in the back of her head that shapes her thoughts and her reality Uh uh-oh all right the patriarchy oh the patriarchy here it is yeah so gabriel is this representation of this toxic masculinity well we see from her fucking boyfriend husband guy like that's a very toxic masculinity is what brings it out Uh uh-huh yeah that's true that is true so like he he's we see him like not listening to her not caring about her Watching UFC, I think those three things are supposed to set up this toxic masculinity idea. I know idea. what you're saying. This movie's about things like Twitter and TikTok poisoning the minds of all these women into thinking men's all bad. Hashtag not all men. <laughs> hey, you said it first, brother. Did I? Oh, no. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. <laughs> I have to walk that back. Um, so, yeah, I think maybe... If if you're if you're looking for something, because I think this is action forward. It is more about the twist. It's more about the horror of seeing Gabriel and like the effects. But if you're looking for something, I think there is something definitely there in the idea that this is a tumor that needs to be excised. And a cancer, yeah. It's a cancer. It's a bad negative thing. Mm. Uh, obviously, the movie doesn't beat you over the head with that. No. Uh, it doesn't even try too too much, but uh, it could be there. I think I think maybe they were putting that there as a way of like bridging the A twenty four nuts and the people who just want to see horror. <laughs> like maybe, maybe but it it really does just not try to be too much while also being so fucking much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of does both those at the same time. Yeah. Let's talk about Gabriel himself okay. here. So, you know, through most of the movie, the representation of Gabriel is this black leather trench coat, black glove, right. black hair in the face. With weird movements and this... Weird jerkiness yeah. and stuff, and like can dangle from the ceiling and do all kinds mm-hmm. of weird stuff. And, okay, I gotta say, again, another point that just makes me go like, I think he kind of knew what he was doing a little bit. Uh-huh. In the way that... The character's all black with the black hair and stuff and is often shot in a lot of darkness. 
there was a lot of parts in the movie that I didn't realize uh, until like you know halfway through the fucking movie. I was like, wait, everything's backwards. Does he look mm-hmm. like he's moving backwards? It does a real good job of like hiding that. But it's in funny a way. because like, dude, when you watch it around the second time, I watched about half of it again last yeah. night. It's not subtle at all. No, it's very clear. Like when he's stabbing that dude in the bed, that like it. The way he's stabbing is so backwards. fucking weird. And even like there's there's one shot where the um the knife that he like sharpens out of that um, uh-huh. trophy and shit, it's like in the foreground and the hand reaches around it to yeah. grab it and pull it out and it's blatantly backwards. Yeah. But because it's like this glossy black leathery thing, your mind doesn't really comprehend even what it's looking at. Yeah. Until you know you're looking for it, then you're like yeah, that's been backwards the entire time. Yeah, watching that's why I think watching it a second time is kind of a necessity, especially if you're in that area where you're like, what did I just watch? Yeah. Like so, a second time it, it yeah. you see a lot more. Let's talk about that second time around. Second time around. Wow. Cause like I watched it the other night, and again, I was going in this being like, here comes another James Wan fucking shit show, whatever right. haunted house, demon child, <laughs> spooky, Elizabethan kid movie, whatever right. the fuck. I don't care. <laughs> And I watched the movie, and it was just like, what the fuck was that? Uh Uh-huh. And so then last night, I was like, maybe if I watch it again, I'll see more that it's supposed to be this, like, over-the-top, kind of funny, stupid 80s horror movie and stuff. And I can't say that it really got any better to me the second time through. I mean, again, I noticed more stuff, Mm -hmm. like everything being backwards, and then even, like, okay, that scene where she's on the phone with Gabriel... And, like, the back of her head is in the mirror the whole time, as if to say, like, the call is coming from inside the house. Oh, yeah, there's so many nods to it. And, and if you're the type of person who watches a movie looking for the twist or whatever, you're probably going to find, find it. You're going to find it, Like, yeah. a lot of people commented that. Like, I, I saw the twist from a mile away. I didn't. Because I don't, I just, as I said, I just let a movie wash over me and happen. So, to well, me, it was like, is, oh, that is a surprise. Like, in my notes and stuff, I had, you know, this whole thing where it was like, man, is, is like, is she a ghost? Is she the one doing the killings? Right. Multiple personality. Like, uh-huh. there was something going on to me. And then, like, somewhere around, like, the halfway point of the movie, they mentioned that that doctor, like, won an award for... Uh, plastic surgery, reconstructive surgery. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, okay, so she used to be somebody else. Like, okay. And even during those intro credits, there's all kinds of stuff that yeah. is just like, this is a conjoined twin. Oh, yeah, there's so Very many. Obviously. Yeah, there's so many. Like, even when, like, before we see the video of him, whenever, what, the sister's name, Sydney, whenever Sydney is in that, like, insane gothic building. Yeah. <laughs> uh she's like reading and she she like reads about the the something about the fetus is like uh conjoining, conjoining whatever, and yeah. whatnot and it, it's like i didn't catch that the first time through it's if right i had it would have been kind of like oh okay i see where it's going yeah i mean dude the opening credits are the surgery of them yeah. removing gabriel off of her yeah yeah it's all there it's right fucking yeah. there the whole time man yeah so i mean yeah, I think I think if you're the type of person who like tries to figure out what's going on, you'll you probably will figure it out. It's not overtly hidden, but if you're just letting the movie happen to you, it's like it's it's a good moment. I really enjoyed it. Like it really was a what the fuck moment, even though yeah. we had seen Gabriel before, like in the beginning of the movie through that like plastic sheet. You kind of oh, yeah, see Gabriel, sheet. and it was like what the fuck was that? Because like my mind 
had the what the fuck was that, but then everything else happened made me kind of forget about that. I know. The first part of the movie is so much more like sci-fi and surreal and stupid. Yeah. And then you're like, anyway, back to the normal world for yeah. like an hour and a half. Yeah. Because the movie is too fucking long. It's way too long. So by the time it got to that part where it finally reveals that he was like attached to the back of her fucking head the yeah. whole time. It is like, oh shit, I forgot the movie started off this exactly. fucking stupid. Uh-huh. And dude, like, by the time it got to that point, I was honestly kind of figuring that it was some kind of, like, conjoined twin, fetus and fee two kind of thing. Right. I was at that point where I was like, okay, so he's, like, inside of her or something okay. for sure. But when it got to that part where it revealed it, yeah, I was like, holy fuck. Like, yeah. they are going straight up, like, 80s practical. Yeah. It looks kind of shitty, but it also looks kind of cool because it's yeah. real. Because it's real, yeah. Because it's not CGI. Exactly. Yeah, and I was again forced to respect it. It's like, yeah. is it the best looking effect ever? No, no. not by a fucking mile. Fucking Rob Bottin at age twenty was doing stuff that way looked better. infinitely yeah. better, man. Yeah. Uh, but I just loved the fact that, dude, people in the theaters that love every Saw movie or whatever are seeing something that they've never seen before. Yeah. Which is some shitty puppet attached to the back of somebody's head, <laughs> but as somebody who loves that shit, that yeah. made me happy. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, it's possible this is somebody's first episode of Dead and Lovely because they saw Malignant and they were like, "Who's talking about it?" Uh, if if you haven't, check out uh, Imprint. Maybe. Maybe you check that one. Check out, out Basket Case. Check Plenty. out any of these other movies that are similar in in, in a way because. You might really enjoy the fucked upness of those movies too, because this movie brings in that fucked upness, but it doesn't linger in it like those movies do. No, and that's fun. Lingering oh, yeah. in it's fun. Oh yeah. yeah. Again, gateway movie stuff. Yeah, man. Like I'm mm-hmm. totally, totally okay with that. Yep. Uh, what about some of the kills and stuff that Gabriel does in this? Okay, so I really, think the aftermaths are the better af- than the kills. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is when we see the aftermath it looks awesome the kills is just stabbing in the stab, dark stab, 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 stab. and you don't get that's the that is the check against giallo for this is that in giallo you're gonna see it and it's gonna look like they probably killed somebody that <laughs> like, is true yeah the kills in a real giallo movie so like are way more over the top i don't know this. how with a 40 million dollar budget you didn't do that i don't know really how this is rated r it shouldn't be i think that was you know, because, like, the ratings board is bullshit. Oh, they yeah. might have pushed for it. They might have just been like, hey, give us an R rating. He made a hardcore yeah. movie. Ooh. Yeah, we want it to be, to have that as an advertising element. I think so. Yeah. Like, again, whenever it shows, you know, the aftermath of, like, that doctor or whatever that got yeah, killed brutal. in his, in his, his face is like, it's like caved in. Yeah. That's pretty fucking cool, man. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. It's like whenever it actually shows it, it's like, stab, 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 CGI blood. Yeah. Like, uh then doesn't really look oh, that man. good. Oh, man, when she takes out all the people in the jail and the the all the cops yeah. and stuff. Fuck, that's so cool. Yeah, that's a that movie, was good. That's a movie I want to see. Like you said, like I want to see the J-horror version of this where that's the beginning of the movie. Yeah, where, dude. Where, like, she, you know, her husband ends up dead. The cops, like, bring her in for questioning. And while she's sitting in the holding cell, that happens. And then malignant <laughs> now we're on to the fucking opening movie. credits yeah now it gets i want real. that because those moments i want more action horror movies like real action like that where it's like an insane fight scene like 
I, I just, that was so fun to me. I was laughing the whole time. I was just ridiculous. like, what is happening? Yeah. This is the best. And even the fight in like the uh, police department and stuff there where yeah. she's like spinning around and doing like this crazy throwing shit. throwing chairs and shit. And fuck, backwards like, throwing backwards chairs. With the human face on the back of her what? head. It's so crazy. That's a live action anime scene. It's so cool. That's a fucking I anime scene, dude. Yeah. And that was that was legit fun. It yeah, was like, it was what so the fun. fuck is this, man? Didn't need all the buildup, <laughs> honestly. For <laughs> didn't real, didn't need that. I mean, the conclusion where basically she all of a sudden has his powers. Okay, and let's talk sa- about that. She says this line, and this is this is the only way we know anything has happened. She just says. Now I can do all the mind tricks you can. <laughs> because. I laughed so hard instantly. Okay. Just like, okay. Fine. <laughs> you just decided that? Cool. All right. Figure that one out pretty fast. The movie could have been, again, that opening I said, and then throughout the movie, her as the protagonist against him, the antagonist, trying to learn to control him. We see him doing these kills. Maybe the first kill goes off without a hitch. Maybe the second kill, he suddenly, like, gets frozen or something. Like, he can't... And she's like, you can't do that, Gabriel. Right, but he fights through it. Like, it, the third kill, then they have an actual, like, that mind been an battle. That would have ultra like, surreal movie. It would be so cool. Like, like, she's just this normal, pretty lady yeah. trying to control this demon man in the back of her head. Yes, that is That cool. sounds cooler to me. Yes, and that's why the, the need for a twist, which, again, is a Jallo thing, the need for a twist kind of ruins the momentum that you then build. Like you, you've you've had this like eh, movie that is full of bad lines and okay kills and some cool giallo moments, but nothing great. Then you have this twist that's pretty cool. Then you have the fights where you're like, this is the movie I've wanted the whole time. The whole movie. Yeah, and then that ends. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like oh oh all okay. right well, all right then. Well, done, I guess. But and, and there's all these like leaps of logic that yeah. you have to make. And again, dude, like I don't know where in my own head the line is drawn between like, well, Jennifer Connelly can control bugs and phenomena. That's fine. But <laughs> I'm sitting here going, how come Gabriel can talk through radios? That shot. Like where that's in my the, head does the that's logic the begin? That's the er, uh, like element. That's the carry bit for Very sure. Very much, yeah. But it's yeah, it's interesting because like. I guess that is like a, uh, like just a furthering of what um, Belial can do in Basket Case because he talks to, um, I can't remember the main character's name. Yeah. He talks to his brother mentally, even though they're disconnected. So like maybe it's just a furthering of like okay, so if he had telepathy, what would it be like if he also had like the telekinetic powers of Carrie? Like, it is just a furthering of, of ideas that already happened in the 70s and 80s. But harking back to that is cool. <laughs> like, I, I like know. that. I'm I kind of okay want more it. movies to try to do the weird shit that they were able to get away with then that now is because everything has to be more commercial. It, you just don't get as much weirdness like this. So fucking A plus for effort in weirdness. Though, again, I mean, I will still be thinking about this movie. I don't think it's a particularly great movie. No. But it does something. It does something. It surprised me. It's Yeah, it surprised me. But again, maybe if I didn't know who James Wan was and I had never seen The Saw or Conjuring or anything like that, I would watch this and be like, whatever. 
Yeah. I just don't know yeah. how much my own expectation yeah, exactly. and knowledge of this director is, you know, meddling with my mm-hmm. reaction to it. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. That you know? cuz I I that that was happening to me the whole time. It, it was questioning why he chose to do this. Like yeah. why would he do that? Why would he do that? That's why I had to go yeah. back and look at Furious 7 and look at Aquaman because there were so many moments where I was like, this is Aquaman. What the fuck? He's doing Aquaman in a What's horror he movie. Doing like, here? But it's also like, that's, inter- that's interesting. Yeah. It may not be the most successful or best, but it's cool that to try to push horror out of its comfort zone because I think we've gotten into a comfort zone, even though the movies are good, we've gotten into a comfort zone of dark, like, somber really fucked up moments but like there's no no fun in a lot of them there's Uh just no fun so bringing some fun back into it is cool that was nice for a mainstream kind of horror flick like this but again the logic leaps continue when you're just like okay this chick Uh okay for one it's just like she doesn't remember anything that happened before she got adopted because yep just because just because but then you're like, she lived her whole adult life and I guess apparently never went through an x-ray at the dentist or at the airport or whatever. <laughs> and they're like, lady. You got something fucked up in your head. There's a head on your head. Yeah, there's like teeth. <laughs> you got teeth in your brain. There's a person back there. Yeah. We can see it. Like, we were just trying to get your fucking uh, wisdom teeth x-rays, but we see that you have a whole face back there. Yeah. You should maybe get that checked out. Yeah, for sure. That no, never happened. <laughs> the thing that, because it was weird to me, I couldn't, I, I couldn't place the actress. I kept seeing her face, and I was like, she's kind of Jocelyn Donahue-ish. Yeah, she, she's like recognizable to me. It's Annabelle Wallace, and she was in the Mummy that I watched recently. Yeah, you did. The thing is, she's wearing such a gigantic wig in this yeah? that she, because her head is not that fucking big. So you got to have a head big enough for another head in it. Yeah, though. so she's got this huge wig on. Huh. That I think they also put a wig on Maddie Hassan, her sister, Sydney, because Matt... Uh, They're a big head uh, family. Yeah, like, for, I think they were like, well, if we put a wig on her, it'll make the other wig look less ridiculous <laughs> because it's huge. <laughs> it's gigantic. I don't know what's... I mean, I guess, like, they're saying she's got a lot of skull room. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, really. Let's be honest. I'm not really sure about that. Uh, soundtrack in this, I, I found extremely <laughs> heavy-handed. It is, but it's also like, it is a what-the-fuck heavy-handed. again, dude, goblin scores, I'm okay yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? Or, I don't know where the lines in my head are with yeah. this shit, dude. I mean, look back at Phenomena again. Like, fucking Motorhead and Motorhead. Iron Maiden. Fucking Flash of the Blade is on the Motorhead soundtrack. Motorhead during a dream sequence. Well, and then, too, it's like... <laughs> Apart from that, the original music is like techno beats and yeah, like opera singing. Yes. Like, what the fuck is this soundtrack? Somehow yeah. I'm okay with that. But in this, I'm like, yeah, that where is my mind remix is a little much. Yeah, it's heavy. They like, I didn't write. I mean, like, I recognized it was where is my mind, but I didn't recognize that like it would it was having something to do with what was actually going on on screen. It's like, funny because so much of it the second time around is on Front Street. Yeah, like it's so the, clear. The name yeah. of the movie, yeah. the poster for the movie, that right. whole intro segment, the credits, where is my mind? It's just like, oh, yeah, this yeah, is all there, there's no, very fucking transparent. No hiding it, which, I mean, it worked for me, but it also, as I said, I almost turned it off several times. Yeah. I 
I still don't. I I don't. I don't I, know how I feel. I about don't it. know how I feel. I don't know. I I know that I'm glad it happened. Me too. And I hope that it does have an influence in more weird horror. Because I've been saying since we started this podcast, every time we do some weird 80s movie or early 90s movie, it's like, why don't we get more of this? Yeah. Why don't we get more brain scan? Why don't we get more in the mouth of madness? I realize, like, those movies didn't make a lot of money and whatnot, but, like, they're so interesting. They do something so different than other they make the Horror choice movie. that you'd never make. Exactly. The stuff you would never imagine yeah. to happen happens. So like Something let's like do some more of that. Like exactly. That. Society. Like, Who the fuck made this? <laughs> exactly. Who I want more this? of that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's funny because we say the same thing on the opposite end of things too. Like whenever Kind of that, you know, uh, 2000s horror revolution started right. and we had movies like The Witch and shit like that. We're yeah. just like, oh my God, yeah. more of this, please. And we're, and we're of still the getting fine that. dining of horror. And that was, yeah, because that was coming out of the mid 2000s doldrums. Oh, down in the doldrums, didn't it? Yeah, where it was just like, it was like Woodstock 99 was <laughs> yeah. making all the horror movies. <laughs> it really yeah. was. Uh, yeah, that just, that shit sucked. So it was like so nice to just see like all right people who appreciate horror for Taking the it art serious. it can be yeah. and now I hopefully after this we get people who appreciate horror for the insanity it can be cuz yeah. I love that bit too. This is like the crazy junk food of yes. horror. This is you know what this is? Holy shit. I was complaining about this on the show a couple months ago. This is almost like that trend of people doing fancy junk food at restaurants <laughs> as a movie. This it is, is damn is. near that. Where it it's just it like, is fusion in a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's it's like t- we're, we're going to put a bunch of money into making fucking organic table to farm uh, roller dogs and taquitos. Sounds awesome. See, again, and <laughs> yeah. it's like, okay, give me the junk. Give me the yeah. garbage. It's fine. This is kind of like that mm-hmm. as a movie where it's like it's junk, but they are kind of investing in it. Yeah. And that's nice. I'll tell you what, though. What's that? The one thing that I did really miss from this fucking movie, like I said, a lot of the soundtrack to me was really heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't put a single bit of fucking crisscross in here. <laughs> that fucking boy bouncing around, all them backwards-ass clothes and stuff the whole time. <laughs> You're not going to give me Daddy Mac and make you jump, <laughs> jump? Can you imagine if, like, okay, so... Got to uh, unzip my butt to take a leak. After uh, after Zoe Bell beats her up in the... Zoe Bell's in this, by the way. That's fine. Whoa, what? Yeah, Zoe Bell's the chick who beats her up in the jail. Bullshit. Yeah, it's Zoe Bell. No. Yeah. That's our that's our Aussie stunt woman gal who's in the the the, the like a death proof and shit. Death proof, yeah. Kill Bill a movie. We definitely need to do oh, death fuck. proof. Yeah, but. man. Holy shit. Yeah. How did I not notice that was her? I gotta rewatch that scene now. Yeah, you do. After so after that, when she like you know starts screaming and then like pulls like the the skull apart and whatever, like there's that bit where she like stands up. If, like, right as she was standing up and then, like, cracking out her arms, if it was, like, crisscross will make you jump, jump. jump. <laughs> and that was, like, the song that It'd she be very killed Tarantino. everybody to. It would be very, it would be. Yeah. But it would be so fun. So fucking fun. Yeah. Like, just go ahead and embrace yeah, that shit. Yeah, just be silly as shit. Might as well. I will say, with all the backwards-facing shit in this that was so uh-huh. ridiculous and strange, there were several scenes, like during that chase scene, where the feet were actually facing the the opposite direction. Yeah, like the way they would be if you were running forwards. Yeah, the feet were not facing backwards. Yeah, because running backwards doesn't is, make sense. No. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, I, w- I like. I kind of don't fully understand the rules there. Like, no. I- if he can, because it shows that she can see what he's seeing. So why can't he see what she's seeing and just walk forward? Do you ever think? <laughs> do you ever think though that there was a time where, like, it was a day where she had just decided to wear a ponytail, like I am right now, <laughs> right? And he had the hair scrunchie in the middle of his face, <laughs> and he was just kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> like that'd be really hard to work through. We're like, time to come out now, and it's just like, oh god, goddamn the ponytail again. There's a lot of hairstyles that'd be very obtrusive for that. Well, she's had the same hairstyle since she was a child, as though, we saw so. from that childhood photo of her. <laughs> so clearly, it's supposed that to be must that way. be his influence. He's like, never get a haircut. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Never change you. You're perfect the way you are. <laughs> Oh, that'd be nice if he was like that, though. What, what? It's kind of nice, really, yeah. <laughs> there was a sequel where he was like, because like at the end, she like locks him in that sort of prison in her mind, and they do set up an obvious, we're going to have a sequel to it at the end, where they have like the little light sort Static of flicker there shit, at the yeah. end. Yeah. But what if the sequel was like, just like total reverse, where he's like, I guess I have to learn to be nice to her. <laughs> <laughs> you look really pretty today. Can Aww. I walk backwards later? <laughs> <laughs> he's just trying to make amends. He's just trying to do the best he can with what he's got. I'm sorry I killed all the people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, too, is like ultimately she off the hook because those murders are going to get solved. Oh, yeah, no, definitely she's got to go to jail. She killed all those cops. <laughs> Also, where did she keep getting that fucking trench coat and shit from? Like, that had to be in her closet, and she'd be like, I don't remember ever wearing this. <laughs> it had to you be. You had to get dressed all the damn it time. It had to be. What, like, what? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. And, they're, like, the whole B story with the birth mom was, like, the first time watching it through, I was like, what the fuck is going fuck on? Is going it shows on. the Seattle underground. Then, like, he's keeping her up in the attic. And Dude. then she falls through the floor of the <laughs> attic. And it's so funny. Ridiculous. Yeah. I just, like, I it, it was, it, it again was very giallo because it's like, what the fuck Ridiculous. is happening? Yeah, it's way it, over the top. It's also like, I just don't love giallo. <laughs> like, I don't. I, do. I know you do. That uh, I was surprised. You weren't more enthusiastic about this, but I also see you're struggling with it. Like, it has all these elements. Why don't I like it? It has a lot of things I give green flags to. Yeah. In fucking Italian movies where everything is dubbed and shittier. Do you think if they had dubbed it over, it would have done it for you? I probably would have liked it better. If they had dubbed it over, I honestly, I would love if he released a dubbed edition. Where he just gets people with, like, enigmatic voices. (laughs) To try to follow the lip movements. That would be amazing. I would probably be more on board for Yeah, that. absolutely. It would probably work. It probably would. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't it, even it, know what to give it. I, I mean, know. I'm it, confused as hell. I, I'll i say it's like a... It's like a... It's like a three if he didn't mean to do it. Right. But if he did mean to do it, it's kind of like a... Maybe like a six... Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> like, it's not a 10, but I love what it's doing, and I love the influence it could have, but I also can't stop thinking about it, it's but tough, I also don't man. love watching it. No. 
Like, it's not that good. Like, like no. I said, last night I was really anticipating I would like it more the second time. Yeah, me too. And I was like, yeah, no, this is still pretty I d- boring I, and, and too I, fucking long. It's like two hours long, man. I came out liking it more the second time, but I think I hate, like, I really did almost turn it off several times and felt like I hated it until the last 20 minutes. And even yeah. with that, the ending, I kind of hated. But, man, I, it's... Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a it's tough, tough one. I'm going to give I'm going to give it a a 3 or a 6. You choose. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm kind of right there with you where it's like, dude, I could easily just sit here and be like a three and a half, a yeah. watered down version of other shit sure. I've seen done better in other yep. movies. 100%. I can also sit here and upsplain it up into being yeah, like yeah. a five and a half. Sure. Where I'm like still not great. Uh-huh. Not nah, no no way it's great. No. But it is it is above middle of the road in that it does something different and unique and fun, but it also isn't fun a lot of the time. But I also know that James Wan is an avid listener to our podcast. Oh, he's he heard us talk show. shit about him. He has. And he's been like, I'll throw these fucking morons a loop. That probably was what it was. And it kind of worked. It worked. It because I'm sitting here did. going like, did he do it on purpose or not? And I, I so. don't know. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. And I, I really... I hope they do some more shit. Like, if they do a malignant sequel, I really hope this is James Wan's attempt at creating a horror cinematic universe where it is something completely different. I hope they don't do a sequel. Just give me yeah. another weird-ass one-off. Yeah. I don't need Phenomena sure. 2. I need Opera. I ah, need Tenebra. Exactly. Just give me some weird... Inferno. Give me just some yes. weird random shit that some other movie. Uh-huh. It's fine. I don't need a sequel to this. Just give me another random-ass weird movie so that I'll know that you know what you're doing. Right. And at the end, just come on screen and wink at us. Yeah, and be like, nailed it. Huh? Family. Uh, you see what I did? Family. Eh? Wink. It's just fucking weird. So, yeah, I'm like three to five. Somewhere in there. This is the only time I've this given a movie a This is a choose-your-own-adventure rating. rating. <laughs> but, I mean, at the most, it's not that great. No, it's not that great, but it does kind of need to be seen. I feel like to uh, formulate your opinion on it. Like, I think I so. feel like this is one of those that like you can't ignore. You do kind of have to see it. Other people's opinions might like you might be shocked by how much you like it or dislike it in relation to other people's opinions. Either way, you're going to feel motivated to talk about it with other horror. One hundred percent. You're so going to be like, so piece. did you see Malignant? Yeah. What the fuck? I know. Yeah. It's a conversation piece of a movie. One hundred percent. You know, so if you have friends that are into this shit and you like to hang out with us on the Facebook group and talk about horror and shit, watch this just so you can talk about it. Might as well. It's yeah. worth doing just to have the conversation. Sure honestly. Because mm-hmm. like the best thing that came out of me watching it was talking about it on this podcast. Yeah, me too. It's a great movie if you have a podcast. <laughs> if you're listening and you have a podcast, you should cover Malignant. Check it out. Maybe that's the way. <laughs> I think the way is for you guys to rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. Still the only place that uh, reviews matter. Yeah. I've seen a couple pop up. Mm-hmm. I put out a Labor Day request for people to put up some reviews, and people did. Thank you guys so much. Kiss, you kiss, said, kiss, it's kiss, Labor kiss. Day. Get the fuck to work. Get to work, American. Never day off, I Nobody say. wants to work no more. Nobody wants to work. People just want to leave reviews on iTunes all day. That is what, lovely. That's what I do. Yeah. I, I just go leave reviews on podcasts I've never even heard. Ten. I think they do a great job. Nail Ten. It. Oh, shit. There's Ben Shapiro's show? Fuck. Oh, fuck. Why delete, did delete, know? delete. Yeah. Well, anyway. I think he do bad job. Go on there. Review that shit. Also, support us on the Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. 
Head on over there, become a $5 patron. You get to submit a blah, blah, blah to a smoking bowl. We do your movie on the show. We review your movie on show if we pull from Smoke Bowl. Pull Bowl Smoke Show review movie yours. But no matter what, no matter what level you're on, you get to hear our, uh, uh, what do you call them? Uh, Patreon exclusive bonus episodes. So head on over there, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Also, we got links all over the place at linktree forward slash dead and lovely. You'll find us, track Mm -hmm. us down and stuff, support the show if you like it. Tell a buddy, tell a friend, tell a neighbor, check out some dead and lovely. In fact, next week's episode that we're doing is a smoke and bowl draw from our Patreon community. That's right. Which means next week we're going to be doing something that you'll find out about tomorrow. Hopefully, unless I do that thing where I forget to post it and then I post it on Friday. That old thing. Listen, you're going to find out. Is find the point. out soon the fuck enough. <laughs> if not, we'll give you a goddamn refund. That's right, How about you can that? have all the money back. Take that refund and shove it. <laughs> so find out about what we're doing over on our YouTube channel. Just look for Dead and Lovely Horror Podcast. Yep. You'll, you'll find it on there. And I'm sure it's something awesome because you guys have great taste and submit Yeah, we awesome got a lot of great stuff, stuff in the Smoking bowl. bowl, so we'll find out what it is. Huzzah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I have been Uncle Ben. I've been Hollywood Steve. We've been Dead and Lovely. We'll catch you guys next time. Me. Remember, that's Hagar, Van Hagar, like, they they were on everything. Like, Van Halen, I I don't remember Van Halen songs all over every commercial, but Van Hagar, every commercial. What you know about that Crystal Pepsi? Yeah. Right now, come on, I'm Sammy Hagar. Uh Right now, come on, I'm Sammy. (laughs) Little known fact. Yeah. Sammy Hagar. Actually, actually, sort for Sandwich Hagar. Sandwich Hagar. <laughs> and now, for all eternity, I will call him Sandwich Hagar. Oh, Sandwich Hagar. <laughs> well, there's that. Can I get another four, Loco? <laughs> oh, Belial, get the fuck out. You're drunk. Hey, Go home. Hey, nobody's getting laid tonight. <laughs> Let's do Rumplemint shots. Oh, no, I don't want to. <laughs> I kind of like Rumplemints. Yeah, they're pretty oh, great. Yeah. Minty. <laughs> so cold. It's like brushing your teeth, but also getting drunk. Oh, my pretty favorite. Pretty sweet. <laughs> Bye.